I think I think everything is good. I think everything is good. Are right, we gonna let's see? I'm on a vibe today. Sunday nights, we're back. What's up? What's up? I ain't talked to you niggas in a week. We trapping on new days, Monday time. What is up, everybody in here? The family's strong. I'm bringing over the I'm bringing over vibes now, man. You niggas yeah. can hear this out here. Fuck how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Oh. Only pray for the Shout out to my nigga Eli. Say, so out here. I'm I'm with I just walk through the bag and I feel it safe. Got a smoke and oh. maybe stressing me. All the talking ain't never affecting me. Make a headache go down like the pedigree. They be wishing it was I'm instead of me. Fuck you want me to do, bitch. I work one for to be gifted. One time, one time. Problems I can't go to church. Man, one time for my family. One time for my people. How y'all doing today? No cold open for you this week. You going crazy fire, today, bro. Fire open on us, man. We back, man. That we, was actually hard. We ain't drop on Sundays. I mean, we ain't drop on Thursdays, so we back, man, on Monday. What is up? To my left, I got my brother Brooklyn, and on the bottom, we got Doom. How you brothers doing today, man? Shit, I was doing all right, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling pumped now. Set Shit. the vibes, man. I can set the vibes Backs, now. Bro. I, I, I done leveled up. Having to do that, that live show that we do on Twitch, I had to learn some shit, and now we good. We Zoom is just... Better now. What's up, Doom man? How you doing, bro? Oh, can Doom not hear? Chilling, man. Oh, no, Chilling. <laughs> Glad you're doing well, bro. Glad my you're shit doing fucking well. up. No, nah, no, nah, I thought it was, but I didn't think you could hear us. So, but you good now? Yo, we gotta show this. I had that little shit right. talking about my shit was unstable for a second, but we good. We good. Okay. You find out, bro. It's yeah, that's talking shit about the government, bro. No, that's Zoom Wi-Fi. Up. Zoom Wi-Fi is the worst, bro. Doom's Wi-Fi is the fucking worst out here in these streets. But we got a show today, man. We got us a show. I got a, I got a lot of topics that I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We, we, we are new on Mondays. I got to show the Monday audience that we keep in the same energy that we kept on Thursday. We're bringing it to another level. Shit, I'm about to say, it seemed like we already brought it to another level. Bringing it's, it to another level. It's, it's a different type of energy and see, today. And, see, and, and I'm going to spill some beans. Schubert messed some stuff up because we were supposed to have a bigger show than this. We're supposed to have a bigger show than this. Y'all go at that nigga Schubert and just say, why you mess it up? I'm not going to put his business out there, but just say, why did you mess up the release on a Monday? If you fuck with us, t- add him, A Schubert 14. He'll t- if he tell you, he tell you. If he don't, he'll know why. Just know I sent him to y'all. <laughs> but we got, we got one today, man. I, I, had to, I had to add some stuff to where maybe I'm putting myself out there more than I already have. Y'all have learned some stuff about me, but we putting it all the way out there with these topics. Because see... Where I'm at now in life is good. I don't have nothing to worry about the past ever again. I'm good. So I can put it out there. So we're going to do that. But, you know, we got some topics we got to cover in terms of, the, uh, <laughs> in terms of like uh, pop culture and what's going on in the world. Not a lot of crate, not a lot of stuff, but the stuff that happened was pretty outlandish. The election is Tuesday. Bro, what are y'all expecting from this election on Tuesday, man? I feel like. Am I am I paranoid to feel that people gonna be like outside with pickaxes and like guns? There won't and, like, need to be, bro. Fires. Win, bro. You think you gonna win on Tuesday? I don't I know. See, right. it's possible. See, okay, wait. Let me tell you how I was feeling last week. I was like, bro, I'm gonna be feeling sick like I did feel last year, where I felt like the world was gonna end. But then two days later, it was okay. I don't know. I the way Texas, too, the way people talking about Texas right now. And how they just the the Senate had to come in and accept some of these mail in votes. They was like, y'all not y'all not denying them votes. They saying Texas might go blue, man. I don't and think it, so, bro. I don't think so, bro. If Texas go blue, it's gonna be a nutty Tuesday. <laughs> Texas still got a lot of them towns that I would not drive through at night. Okay. Oh yeah, Biden, there is bro. <laughs> no fucking way 
<laughs> there is no way that state will be blue, bro. <coughs> they saying Florida might go it's blue. Possible, bro. It's but dude, see, well, Florida, Florida is possible. Florida it's, is possible. Doom, are you on the bandwagon of saying Sleepy Joe might win? Have you changed? I mean, at this point, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I really like. It's looking shaky. Three weeks from, ago, for forty-five. <laughs> three weeks ago, bro, I would have said no way in hell. Same. Trump winning. And then now it's like, bro, it's it's looking. I don't know what the fuck. It's shaky out here for forty five right now. I don't know if that's me being in like my my social media bubble of like people who don't don't like Trump. But when I get out of it, I don't know. I'm seeing some I'm seeing some minds change, but I'm also seeing people going ten times hard right now, like his fans. Bro, so I'm telling you, the the because of my job, obviously, I I you can't see a, a be in a bubble. Of I see yeah. a lot a lot of shit. And that's why I know there's certain states that, yeah, like Ohio, you got your Floridas that they may jump. Pennsylvania may jump. And PA may jump, but ain't no fucking way he was in Texas, bro. Yo, and but 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 you way. but you have been seeing the reports that like Texas it's is shaky right now. Yeah, it, yeah it's, okay. It's Tuesday. <laughs> we just saw the car right across. Yo, shout out to Thea, man. But uh Tuesday, bro, it's gonna be nuts. Tuesday, Tuesday is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be lit. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I hope I'm not upset Tuesday night just crying like like I was last year. Cause last year was wild. Last year was super super wild. Like I remember that night they had people on Facebook like the world is over, everything's ending. Like, dude, I know I know you saw that last year, and then this year you saying I want everybody to be friends after the fourth. Has it been that bad on your timeline to where politics bro, are tearing it's, it's apart? It's been friends? crazy, bro, and it's it's wild because it's like is there's a lot of people that I never thought would be at odds, like people who really tight in real life. And they over here ready to fight over some politicians, bro. That's a fact. That's a fact. And look, let me be honest. My 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 timeline been spicy since like the start of this campaign. Bro, you got cousins and cousins going at it. You got people going against their grandmas. Like, first of all, white people be out here wilding, bro. Like, if I'm if I got beef with a family member, I'm taking it to your house. I'm not about to bash. Oh, you I love it. On I love social I, media. Look, I love like, seeing yeah. it because, like, let me say this. That means like. These young white people, they taking it seriously. That, that's a fact. They, they taking are. it seriously. Like, they know. But then they got the other side that's like, yo, fuck this. Like, no, rah, rah. And it's just, it's been crazy on social media. Social media has been so hectic that, like, I I feel like, I don't want to say scared, but, like, I mean, I get sick to my stomach clicking on Facebook. Like, Facebook makes me sick. I, that's a fact, but I don't. I don't know, bro. I feel like some of the most hostile things I be seeing be the tweets, bro. The tweets, the tweets? Trades from the other yeah. side, bro. Oh the yeah, from they, the other side. But see, bro. I just think everybody is a bot over there. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, that's, how, that's yeah. true. That's, that's true. how I convince myself not to worry about Twitter because I'm like, AVIs be something sus. I don't know what this forest yeah. AVI person is. That could be some nigga in Russia trying to like right. boil my Mine. blood. But like on Facebook, like I know these people. <laughs> like this is like. Like my former teachers are like arguing with like people from my class. Like no, bro, Got about the teachers, bro. It's, I did it's see those. hot. It is hot right now. Like teachers all my be wilding, bro. like all my former teachers just be uh, are in the shits. And then like they was arguing with this one dude. They was like, "Well, you facts." And he and he and then they started to debate. And it was it wasn't like you were debating with like some normal dude. This is a history teacher who like right. looks at like evidence and everything. And he was like. 
your evidence is just circumstantial and I don't see, I don't see any real facts grounded in reality. You're just talking about hearsay, bro. It was hot on Facebook this past weekend, Tuesday night. I'm ready for it to be over. TBH. Facts. And when you said last year, did you mean, did you mean last election? I mean, yeah, you, I meant last okay. election. Last yeah, because I was confused. I was like, what the fuck happened last election day that I missed? But you mm-hmm. meant last election. Yeah, last yeah, election. No. I just remember looking of, at the TV and just being sad. Like, I was just like, whoa, this actually happened. I think I remember thinking to myself, I had the, the election thingy on in my dorm room thinking, let's just get this shit over with. Like, let's just, fuck, bro. Let's get this shit over with. Yeah, yeah. T- Tuesday, big, big Tuesday this week. What you about to say, dude? You was about to say something. No, nah, I was just gonna say I actually like the energy behind this one though. Like people actually really give a fuck. People care. This is the most I ever seen people give a fuck about an election. That's a fact. That hopefully <laughs> by far. What people gotta realize is they gotta give a fuck like this All in a year, in two yeah. years, in three, in like right, like every because every year we're having an election. They gotta they gotta care about the local stuff. They gotta mm-hmm. care about the judges, the sheriffs, and and all of that. But yo, I didn't know Clay Higgins was running. Like. I didn't know that. I, I, I just found that out like the other day for all the Louisiana people. Clay Higgins is running. Like, we got to vote that nigga out of here. Like, I'm not going to tell y'all who to vote for, but Clay Higgins, that's a no-no, fam. Like, the like, thing on, is, though, both I, sides can understand that this dude yeah. is just nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think black people pay attention to that election, though. They got like, to. The, the, the presidential election is different because it's obviously is the president. But that's like, why we got that numbskull in office now. Yeah, yeah that's a fact. which is crazy. Like, that dude is... Let me not even get started. But Tuesday, all that shit will be over with. But Thank some God. people going to be feeling like puppets afterwards. Oh, let's, let's, let me cue up the boo, man. We got to boo some of these rappers out here. Some of these old rappers. Lil Wayne. <laughs> boo, nigga. Boo. Lil Wayne, you are being used as a pawn. My nigga came out with a picture with Donald Trump. Even 50 Cent was like, whoa, bro, I wouldn't even do that shit. Like, you Like, when 50 Cent say, nigga, you wallet, you know you wallet. I can see every teeth. I can see every tooth in Trump's mouth, bro. He was smiling so hard that Trump it was... Trump called that nigga Wayne an activist. Like, what are we doing? I was so disappointed. He was smiling like, I got him now, boys. I was so disappointed. But wait, we got to boo Doom because Doom about to give some, some crazy ass take about how, how Wayne is right. So let's get that off. Of we're going to pre-boo Doom. I already know I'm about to get mad because we talked about this in tweets. I mean, on text and our little group chat. I was hot. Doom, Doom, I had to walk away from the phone. I was like, Doom, you clowning. But let me say this. Just let me say this and then you can go. All right, all right. I understand Wayne is doing this for his taxes. I get it. But there has to come a time where we can't be selfish. Not doing even say what you gotta say. And and I'm a, I'm gonna preface this by saying I don't think that Wayne was thinking this deep into it whenever he did what he did. He needs to he gotta stop doing shit off the cuff. This happened with him with the police shit two yep. years ago. Yeah. And we def- and I defended I just, his I like ass the then. I was just like, people- he's uneducated. <laughs> yeah, which which could be could be it. But my thing is, especially when we talk about elections and shit of that nature. The the whole premise of the country is freedom. That's that's what America right. is supposed to be built on. I like I like the fact that he vote his interests. He supported who he thought protected his interests because that's exactly what we doing when we talk about what we want. You know what I mean? And and if somebody was to ever come in and say, "Nah, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z," that's selfish in itself. 
You know what all I mean? Right, I, I, I like I like the energy, just the fact that he was brave enough because he knew before he took that fucking picture. What the fuck that was good. Had to take away that boo from Doom because that Doom came with some fire right there. I can't he argue ready. that. He was ready with that. Yeah. I can't argue that. Like if that that, that is Wayne's public opinion, but now this is where I'll come. That nigga's in the public eye. So you got to accept all scrutiny that comes with it. We don't see uh like all these like we don't know what uh Terry from Good Fox in the morning, uh Terry Bradshaw voting for. He not putting his shit out there, but I guarantee Terry probably voting for Trump. But Terry not gonna come out and, and say that on on, on public right. on public right on access. Like we don't see who some of these people are voting for. And granted, it is it is Lil Wayne's right to do whatever he wants. That's his vote. But you gotta take the consequences that come with making those things public. That's and what he, I feel. Because and that's a, a great figure. point. But uh to, to go off of that, what the fuck was he wearing? <laughs> was that a turtleneck <laughs> with a fucking deep V sweater over it? <laughs> With his nasty dreads. <laughs> we ain't been through it off ever since the, the rock album. <laughs> Everything post-rock album, we ain't been through it <laughs> off, bro. It's just like, bro, like, damn, Lil Wayne. Like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I need to add an amendment to this pod. Just real quick, because my mom was calling me at the time and Doom's internet was messing up, as you can see from the pod. I just need to add that I do... F- I do respect what Doom said because who Lil Wayne supports and votes for is his personal opinion. And you can't, that's his right. That's his right as a citizen. But like I said, he is definitely up for criticism. I do believe he's being used as a puppet slash pawn. And I believe it's a sellout. It's because I don't think he understands the platinum plan, which let me say this, the platinum plan. Now that I understand what it is, is just a, a bunch of gobbledygook that's been spouted before and it's just Trump using rhetoric that's already been established. Nothing really new. And I, and we have to wait and see what he does. But in terms of Lil Wayne, I think it's either one or two things. And I think both things are liable or possible. He's either being a pawn, which is very much so true. He is he, he is also being used and sold sold out for a check, which is fact he definitely did this for a check because I don't believe he he made the post. I believe that was his team. So I don't know if he even believes in what he's talking about. And that's a major, major problem with an election. By the time you guys hear this tomorrow. So it's just it's nuts. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, no matter the outcome of this election, we maintain decorum and democracy. And hopefully there's no gun violence and there's no riots in the street if Trump loses, because if Biden loses, I don't think there's going to be any of that. I think that's more so on the Trump side. But Tis tis, shame that Lil Wayne. That's all I gotta say. Now, amendment over. Back to the pop. And 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 I and I, they had a good video of these uh football players talking about like taxes and whatnot going around that. right now about how they were like uh one player I forget his name but he was just like I choose to not vote for that way where I, I'll get a tax break because it then harms my community and the people I care about. That's what I mean when when you gotta be not selfish at that point because it's not like. It's not like Wayne not gonna be a millionaire after these taxes. Like are we being like are we being real? Yeah. And like Birdman did this shit to him like a couple of years ago. I don't know how he foot this. Like, like he can't. Like you know what I mean? Like Bird, he been through the trouble. Like what Birdman put him through is what poor people about to go through to a worse extent. Yeah. To, to See, way worse. But, extent. but my thing is though is like all those like in in concept it's a good thing, right? You you say tax the people with more money. You know what I mean? And in the in concept, that's right. But what happens when you raise corporate taxes? It only it don't it's only gonna affect the working class. 
I do think that that way might not be the smartest way. You, if they raise corporate taxes, you got to raise uh, taxes for like doing stuff, doing doing work offshore and doing it in uh, other countries. So it, it forces them to stay in here. I mean, you got to you just got to raise it all around. And I know they're going to be pissed, but it's like. Right. But but Biden trying to do the opposite. You know what I mean? Like he trying to make that a little less strict. You know what I mean? Because mm, so that's that's Trump sure. thing. Trump thing is tariffs on China. You know what I mean? He don't want you to go get this cheap labor in China. He wants you to keep shit in America, American factories, American supplies and goods and shit. You know what I mean? And that's that's why I'm just kind of confused because I feel like when you understand the whole picture, it's it sound good, but it's not as good as you would think. Because you, well, you start raising the corporate taxes. What that do is now we got hella layoffs because these businesses got more expenses than they thought. They'll take their business overseas, so we lose jobs here. And the goods they provide, it got to go up in price. So now the working class, instead of getting a gallon of milk for three, four dollars, whatever it is now, that shit might be eight dollars. It affect us. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't think that that's just the easy solution. If it was that easy, niggas would have been did that. I'm trying to see something because that makes fucking sense. No, it does, but I'm trying to see. I don't know if he's trying to like lower the tariffs on other places, like super extreme to where they can go back across seas. I'm trying to read it right now and like just I mean jump shit. We're talking about overseas and shit, but these motherfuckers got they got hella fucking factories just right across the border in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They got hella factories. That's why Detroit look like the way Detroit look now. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And look, um, I'm trying to run through this, but like I don't know if I'll be it because I'm like I'm skimming through it. And I'm trying to wait till we get to terrace. But you know, <clears throat> do makes a good do makes a valid point. Makes a valid valid point. But it's it's the other shit though. It's the other shit that just gets me with old forty five. There's that so much boy. so much extra shit that comes yeah. with with that nonsense. So that's why I'm just like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'll deal with I'll deal with Sleepy Joe for four years and then we'll get him out of there. That's how I feel. Like it won't be it won't be we won't be worse off than we are now. <laughs> like can't be can't be worse. Well, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> that's that's what I always say when people bring up like ooh Joe Jorgensen or like someone else. I'm like, first off, you just cutting in the votes for Joe, and then secondly, right. like I get that the two party system sucks, but we can't do nothing about it right now. We got a damn thing. We, we got to live in the present. And it's like, <laughs> we, we got to get rid of this nigga. We just got to get rid of him. And like I said, I don't tell you who to vote for. This is just my opinion. You can go vote for whoever you want. If you vote for Trump and listen to this pod, cool, do your thing. Like, I ain't hating on you. But it's just like, oof. It's just like, oof. You know, oof. Big, 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 yeah. big, 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 oof. Especially since that woman is now a Supreme Court judge. You women out there, it's about to be rough. It's about to be yeah. rough. Like, she she she's getting ready to repeal Roe v. Wade. I just know she's ready for it. She like, ooh, I'm gonna present this to the to the docket, and we're gonna get rid of this real fast. And she, she's like, See, my I'm thing is, my how, how do they even get people like that in positions like that in the first place? Well, they like, get, they you can be so bad and make it to that spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, think think about this, Doom. Look how many people at your job that jobs you've had in the past to get rewarded for incompetence. Yeah. How many jobs have you had yep. where the person who was the worst got the most help? And you thought to yourself, shit, nigga, y'all gave me a quarter of that help. I am the best motherfucking employee in fact. this bitch. You're right. 
and that and that's and that's just kissing ass and and playing politics of a job. So you know, I can only imagine how she finessed her way to this. And they said, and like there was something that I wait. Hold on, let me see if I can find this Facebook post because this threw me off when I saw. I don't. I and nobody refuted it on Facebook, so that means like because I know my Republican friends are ready to refute anything Everything. that's false. So right, when bro. when no one refuted it, I was like, "Ooh, is this true?" So like. You know, take this with a grain of salt, but hold on, let me find this. So, no, it's true. It was on MSNBC. She said, this is her experience in being a judge. Two years in private practice as a lawyer. Never tried a case. Never argued an appeal. Never argued before Supreme Court. Most private work involves civil cases, not criminal cases. 15 years of teaching experience. And never served as a judge until 2017. That is nuts, bro. That's like... yeah. That how like that's incompetence like that's just like oof we bad off yeah like, that's I don't know that's really it's the same way how the the best two candidates is Donald Trump and Joe Biden that's nuts in itself <laughs> that's fucking nuts in itself bro yeah yeah he's getting facts bro <laughs> this is just how I feel for America man it's just sad times for us bro sad times for us but it'll all be over it will all be over on tuesday let's have some fun now we got that wayne shit out of the way because just like doom 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 shot me down on it but you know i i I give him the dub on that one let's get to some funny shit how that nigga was caught jerking on zoom bro how do you get caught jerking off on zoom like how do you get caught jerking off in these public platforms like i don't understand i i don't understand how this nigga got caught jerking off on Zoom. Like, you can't mute your camera screen. You don't see these, but there's, like, everybody who doesn't understand how to work Zoom, there's buttons on the bottom that that's a mic that says mute. There's one that says stop video. He could have he could have got his shit off and muted and stopped the video and still been on. He could have went to the bathroom. He could have went to see, his bedroom. That was what I was going to say. Why were you in front of the camera still? Well, I think what happened was he was trying to get we his talking shit about off. lubing, tubing. <laughs> Bro, he he was trying to get his shit off in a private message. So he thought that his camera was on just with one other person that knew what time it was, but he was still oh, in the group shit. Oh. So he, That's why he these, just fucked up. These old people got to learn what they doing before they do it, bro. Like he should have been, he should have FaceTimed that person or whatever to get his shit yeah, off. Yeah, bro, you can't take know. them kind of risks. That's, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that he was, he, <laughs> that's risky, risky. I feel, I feel like this type of shit don't happen to people our age and younger. It does not. Like, I don't see, like, that's crazy to me. Like, how can you, how can you that's, just do that? one of those Nigga, even, check, even when my check. shit is not on Zoom, bro, if I'm trying to get my shit off at the crib, I cover the webcam. You, incognito you know, mode, bro. Incognito right. Not even that. You got to cover the webcam. <laughs> I got like a little flap that go over the lens. I was I just about to say that. Turn it the other way, my nigga. Like, I don't even not- get my shit. Let me be honest. I don't even get my shit off on a computer, bro. Like, I can't. Right. Like- That's what I'm saying. I don't need Oh, you missed computer. out. What you, you mean I'm missing, nigga? I got my phone. It's right here. out, man. Do one of the people. He, he got to have his shit on a projector screen. The big screen, my nigga. This we nigga beat off in the movie theater. But wait, Virtual I live... Reality, okay, nigga. wait, wait. But my thing is, you live with your girl. Brooklyn live with his girl. I live with my girl. How am I supposed to get it off on my computer? If I'm up here, I'm on my computer. And she walks in and just is like, well, at least I could tuck away the phone. Like, he could drop the phone and just like... It'll be another thing she could joke on you about. You just drop that phone and just... 
just cross your arms and just lay down. Like, put oh, your shit out. Even. She could be like, nigga, what you doing with your shit out? I'm just airing it out. I'm just airing it out. Like, <laughs> oh, man. I'm just airing it out, bro. Laying it down. Like, she's like, why don't I have nothing on TV? I'll sleep. Oh, like, hard. One See, of them but, dreams. But I don't even do that because... Cause Cause if she home, then I don't need to be doing all that. But you know, sometimes you got the crib to yourself, man. It's like back in the day when you used to live with your moms. Okay, wait. So, so when you when your girl there, y'all not y'all don't you don't ever do that? Cause like there's never like those nights where oh your girl's not feeling not in them vibes. Shit, nigga, when my girl not in them vibes, I'm still getting my shit off. Nigga, I that's a fact, bro. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. tripper, like, what do you yeah, mean? no, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. I was like, like just cause she didn't owe me nothing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get my shit off, bro. Like, fuck, Jill coming over. Like, she will be here. Jill will be in that bathroom waiting for me. <laughs> Y'all still missing out on the big screen, man. I just no, don't know where I can get that. Like, she can't be here for me to get that shit off. She gotta like be at work. She gotta be at a yeah, gotta be house. A, she gotta right, be that's away. a special she, event. She gotta be yeah, away. Yeah. Like, if I'm trying to get that off, like, it, it really, if we really it's trying like, to get that off, I could put that on a 60 inch screen and just like <laughs> Chromecast that shit to the TV. Doom pulling up to the TV. He got he got the lube in one hand and popcorn in the other hand. That's a fact. Don't switch. That's a <laughs> Wait, fact. Wait, do y'all watch the whole video or do y'all skip to the sex? No, oh, you gotta skip. Hey, bro, it's 2020, the nigga. They got they got the hub. They got them little labels in the in the video <laughs> that tell you where it's about to. So you could just go right to the good shit, man. Ain't no watching the whole video. So y'all don't like to get the story that. in, like you know. Like, Hell no. Like, ooh, let's talk here. about the she story. Cheated, she cheated on her coworker. Like she's at work and she got it off with her coworker. Like, no. like the delivery guys. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I watch it because it's funny to me. But not because I think it's gonna help me in any kind of way. I'm like, watching it put myself in those situations sometimes. Like, oh yeah, I'm the, deli- I'm the delivery driver. And <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you how long the story got. They got from when I hit skip ad to when I'm I'm hovering over them little dividers to see what. <laughs> If they don't get to the shits in that time, it ain't no story, bro. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit, I'm dying. That's hilarious. But jerking off in Zoom, you gotta be a clown for that. All the way clown. And something else that just didn't sit right with me this weekend. And granted, this is other people's business. If this makes people happy, that's cool. Do you think? But is this not weird? Is it not weird of what happened when Kanye West got the hologram of Kim Dad, who was passed away at her birthday? Is that not weird to y'all? Or is I that thought it was weird? weird. Like, I think I that, that shit was so weird. Yeah. Like, I don't want, if, if my mom's dies, I don't want cursed at my, like, 35, 39th, like, 40, or however old I am birthday to get, like, a hologram of my mom and have her type talk some typed up shit. Like, that just feels, I don't know, it just feels awkward and weird to me. Like, yeah, I just wouldn't want that shit. I don't know. How did, how did Kim take it? She loved it. She loved it. She was like, well, that, was, I- that was her bag. And, like, granted, if you enjoy that, then cool. Good on you, but just me, I couldn't. Mm-mm. Shit is yeah, just that's weird. crazy. Shit is super, super weird. So also, oh, what'd you think about the Rogan uh interview, Doom? With Ye? Yeah. I fuck with it, man. I you know don't think he was talking in circles? He he was, but the thing that I respect about it was going into it, he said, like, look, this is how my brain works. You might ask me about something. 
And in the process of me answering that question, it reminded me of something else that I feel like is relevant to tie into the point. Like, you just got to respect how his brain moves. Because I feel like only people like that come up with ideas like he got. I also you know I feel mean? like he was constantly talking about the future and nothing about the present. That That's true. But I, 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 I believe that if you president, that's kind of your job. Like, I feel like your, your job is less governing what's going on in the current and more of... But you got to analyze the current and try to find a solution right. for that. You're right. And right. I, I think I think he did that. He just had a poor way of expressing it. You know and also, mean? Joe Rogan didn't push back on anything. It was just like, yeah, Kanye, you get all your shit off. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to challenge yeah. anything. But I, I think that's that's because Joe... He recognized that Ye never had, even on the uh, Nick Cannon joint, which I thought would have been the opportunity to do that. He kind of like Nick kind of kept him, you know, he kept Brown. him going in a in a straight line. Yeah. But Rogan was like, I want to allow the people to kind of see what's going on and let him get his shit off. Yeah. I want I want them to understand how his brain worked. And the only way to do that was to just let him get his shit off. True. I respected it. Yeah, it I wasn't it. I don't think it was as bad as people said, but it just was like for me it wasn't nothing that was just like groundbreaking. And I watched two and a half hours of it. I couldn't get through all three. After a while I was just like, "Why? He's just saying the same things over and over." And basically the same things from the Nick Cannon like thing. He wasn't yeah. saying anything crazy after two and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it though. I think I think Kanye, he liked the, if I if I had the choice to meet three people in the world. That's one. I want to meet Ye. I want to meet Alex Jones, and I want to meet Mike Tyson. Alex Jones? Why would you want to yes, meet sir. Alex Jones? Just because like niggas who are like they thoughts are just out like that. Those shits come from somewhere, and you I think feel it's like. An act? Some, some part of me thinks Alex Jones just be doing that for the camera. I don't know, man. Because his stuff in the beginning it, was different. It, his personality might be showmanship. Like, I think you might be right on that. But the actual shit that he's talking about, that comes from somewhere. Like, I think that's real. And he's been too consistent for too many years. That's true, too. For it to be fake. And speaking of Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson got on the got into Boosie, and it was that yes, was a sir. good... That was... Nah, that was a better one than the Kanye one to me. Like, I thought, like... I thought Mike handled himself. And look, let me give Boosie some credit. I think Boosie handled himself too, but I think it was more so because, you know, Boosie didn't want none of them hands with Mike Tice, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to give, get none of these, this Mike Tyson smoke. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I just got to shut up and just let Mike get his shit up. I, I think it was even more so like, Mike is one of the rare few people that Boosie could look at and be In like, respect. This nigga actually understands what it is to be a nigga like me. And for somebody like Boosty, you can't say that about too many people, let alone anybody that's in a position to interview Boosty. Like, I think Mike Tyson might be the only person that could have gave a solid interview that understands who Boosty is and True. why he is how he is. Because most people, like when you look at Vlad... Vlad just using him to <laughs> get the ignorance out of him. Vlad yeah. FBI on him, bro. Like Vlad trying to get all these cases out. Like <laughs> that shit is hilarious. Niggas is stupid for still doing that shit. But yeah, it just was it was it, and it wasn't one of those things where Boosie's whole opinion changed after, but it was just like you could see him thinking about it. Like, and you could see it like him learn like he learned something. 
I don't know if he if he gonna come away being a different person, but yeah. I definitely think he learned something from it. Gotta give yeah. Mike his credit, man. Mike was the most like sexist, homophobic dude in the nineties when he was getting his shit off. Yeah, but he bro. said how he changed. He said he learned. Like it's crazy that, and it was reported today that Mike Tyson's daughter flew all the way to tell Boosie off, and she did. And Mike was scared. Damn. Mike thought he was about to have to put his hands on Boosie because <laughs> she go tell his daughter off. But Boosie was respectful and let his daughter get get her shit off. Damn, I didn't even know that. That's that was crazy. reported today. Yeah, Mike. Mike I came out and said it. That. Yep, That's shit, crazy. shit blew my mind. So you know, Brooklyn, you saw the Boosie shit. You thought you thought he was enlightened. I, I think I think he he acknowledged it. I wouldn't say he was enlightened, but he definitely acknowledged what he had to say, and you could tell he was like, uh, uh, I might have been fucking be up. tripping. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the fact that it was his his mom then told him, now Mike then told him. I think it's just like, yo, we gotta do, I gotta do better. Oh, right. hopefully he does. Hopefully he stopped clowning. You know, yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be serious. But that's a, that's all with Boosie. Um, let's see where I want to go from here. Cause we still got our draft. I got three topics. That's just crazy. So like, it's like crazy a crazy B and crazy C. So we could go <laughs> super crazy or we could go light. Wait, wait, y'all, y'all want to go light or y'all want to go super crazy? Mind you. They all let's, start, light. let's start light. Let's start light. <laughs> Jesus. What is, all right. I guess this is light. Can step siblings smang? Like can step can step siblings have sex? Because like it was reported over the weekend about this. We, we went back to the porn topic. I'm confused. No, like it went. No, look, look. It was reported over the weekend that these TikTokers have been getting death threats and all kind of shit because they're step siblings and they, you know, they they have sex constantly and like they talk about their relationship. Not granted, I don't know if it's scripted, but they had a conversation over the weekend on Twitter where people were like. I mean, they're not related. <laughs> it's not like, how do y'all feel about that? I thought it's interesting. I don't have a step so I, I say the, the only way it's wrong is if our parents got married when we were young. And, and then y'all grew up together? Life, yeah, like yeah. years later you start, doing, then that's crazy. Like if, if your parents married and y'all like five and six and yeah, y'all grew nuts. up <laughs> as brother and sister and then y'all start fucking around, that's crazy. Yeah. But if, bro, if they're like, 16, like, yeah. My my dad got married today, and I had a twenty something year old step sibling. Why oh, that, that yeah. That's, why that's, would that be? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. I'm saying Stop like step, bro. I'm saying between the ages of like sixteen and eighteen. What y'all think? Is that kosher? If like y'all start between the, those ages, is that is that kosher? Like well, they got parents, it. They got our it. Parents just got married at sixteen. Yeah, yeah they just they just got married. Y'all both sixteen. Yeah, fuck it. Go crazy. <laughs> that's the age. That's the like. Right, Shit, that's that's the perfect bro. age, yeah. <laughs> so okay, okay, for sure. I just had to see how y'all felt about that because that was something that was brought up. It was hot on Twitter. Some people were like, "Nigga, y'all nasty." Some people was what's, like, "Get your shit off." So, bro, what's crazy is somebody that I know personally. I can't say the relation because it would <laughs> give it away, but somebody that I know, they just got their stepsister pregnant. Oh, and he, he probably like maybe 19, 20. How did that go over in the family? Ah, man, I don't know. It's one of those things they obviously don't want to talk about it. Yeah, like, how, uh, yeah, that's okay. been in the room for real, for real. See, now that's where it gets dicey. It's like, y'all can get y'all shit off, but like, you got to pull out. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You can't be cream pie your stepsister, crazy, bro. bro. Come on. I don't know what I would say, like, as, as dude's dad or as, like, dude's mom. I don't know what I would say, or girl's mom or girl's dad. I don't know how I would react. It, like, it starts with. What do you talk to your significant other with about it? Like, oh, our kids just got, got each other pregnant under our roof. Like, how do you have that conversation? You can't like it's just weird. Yeah, but you got to talk about it. That's your brother and your son. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's some crazy shit, bro. That's super nuts. And then, like, the mom might be pissed if that's her daughter, but then, like, that's, like you said, Brooklyn, that's your step. And, I mean, like you said, that's, that's your that's stepson. How it was. That's how it was. So, like, his dad got married. So it was the mom's daughter. Ooh, then, yeah. Oh, man, it was. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> nigga finna cause a divorce well, in this bitch. Yo, yeah, and speaking of divorce, did y'all see? Wait, I thought this was the funniest shit on the internet. Did y'all see that that dude that's in high school? He bought one of them real fake retailers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro, he's problematic, bro. Yo, he's he, toxic as fuck. He went to all his teachers and was like, yo, let me test your jewelry. And she was like, oh, yeah, test it. Everybody was like, test it. My husband, and he had like, Two or three, two, three of them teachers, the yeah, husband didn't two, buy this three. shit. Yeah. It was and like one of them, this black lady was so mad. She was like, she called him. She was like, You're not getting shit. Pack your shit up. Do this, this. We've been married for 20 years. Why you can play me like this? And the nigga was on TikTok, like, whoa. That's that that was the one <laughs> That's where he wild. tested uh he tested the engagement ring yeah. and the wedding yeah. band, and they was both, both was fake. Yeah, she was furious. <laughs> 20 years for 20 That's years, she was like, ah, he, that shit. he said this glass. <laughs> <laughs> this is glass. That's fucked up, bro. Do you leave your Do you leave your significant other after twenty? Well, I'm. I'm I don't know. None of us are girls. Yeah. yeah. And get look. Damn, clearly, like the ring means something, nigga. Make sure the shit real. All right. <laughs> Every kiss crazy, begins bro. with K. All right. That's crazy. <laughs> shit, bro. And it's a lot of shit where I don't judge people that wear like fake shit, but that. You gotta make sure you ain't giving your woman no. <laughs> oh, even right. dude, see that? That gotta be some real. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's, that's how you know that you can't give your girl no fugazi shit, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, that was think a about funny... it. Even even a lightweight shit that's real, you could get a a subtle little situation, and it it don't really cause that much. And, and that lady thing was big too. It was, like, uh, and that's how I knew. That's like, how I knew. Kind of shit on bitches. Probably was talking shit for 20 years. She's she like, ow! <laughs> my man got me. Bitch, your shit fake. Fake glass is glass. <laughs> you know what? That's probably why they were so fucking mad because they probably had been talking mad shit over the years, bro. <laughs> and then they had these, like, they had one white lady and one black lady whose shit was small. And it was like, uh-huh, told you my shit was real. Told y'all, told y'all my shit was real. She was, she was hot. And she was like, yeah, uh-huh. That shit, funniest TikTok shit on going right now. I think, and yeah, it's no, real too. It's problematic as fuck, though. No, that shit is hilarious, bro. <laughs> no, that, that kid is the he, uh, fucking, I watch those videos forever. <laughs> like, yeah, he can like, keep it going, like, he can do it on the streets <laughs> wherever, just like, yo, let me text, text your marriage thing. Like, I would right. always watch that, because that causes chaos. So the next thing we got, all right, I guess, I guess we'll go here, because the final one is like X-rated. So, all right. Have you ever had to choose between two women and chose the wrong one? Shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yo, isn't that the worst? <laughs> like, you, you contemplated for multiple days because you're just like, all right, I'm with you. Because now it's getting to the point to where it's like, they both like, you got to choose. It's time. You got to choose. Cut off the other holes in your life. And it's like, you make that choice. It's like yo, I fucked up. Gotta chalk up the L, bro. <laughs> gotta chalk up the L. That's when I gotta. That's when I gotta go to the bar with my homie by myself, and we just gotta take a shot real quick, nigga. Like after I realized the L, like yeah, bro, we just gotta chalk this. Well, one then, up. then, 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 how do you do? You stay in that situation for like how long? Like when you get when do you get out? Like my ass got caught in one of them things for two years, and it was it was I, when I got out. I was glad I got out. 
you know? Yeah, you definitely got to get out sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> but every man is different. So I, I don't know if we could put a time stamp on it, but if you could get out within a month, that'd be real fucking nice. Some but, niggas, you can't get out in a month. There's no way. Niggas, I mean, but, yeah, but there's no, no hard getting out of it in yeah, a yeah. month. You got to be clean with it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, ooh, that's the, that's one a of the worst. Break? That's tough, bro. That's one of that's the worst tough. situations. And then when you get out of it and then you try to go hit up the other one and she like, nah, you chose that other bitch over me. Told you you made the wrong choice. And it's just like. And see, look, you can't do that. Uh, there is no going back, nigga. Look, I'm trying to yeah. tell you. I didn't try to get the Even if she know that the grass was greener on her side, you cannot let her, you cannot let, what is wrong with you? Man, damn. <laughs> I didn't hit the double back like, yo, look. She was, in, look, she seen Lynn message and she was in that bitch hitting them folks, doing the ducks. That bitch was in there like, I knew my shit was better. I knew. She just was, was out here looking like a goofy. <laughs> no, facts, facts. And she did me like a goofy too. She like took my, took me out and then was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. And then just like, and then maybe drop my ass off after a fire ass night. I done took you to the, one of the most expensive restaurants in Lafayette. We chilling. And then like, oh yeah, I don't think this is going to work. Just drop me home after this. Oh, we not getting no, no dessert, no coffee. You're not coming over. Netflix. Nigga, we not chilling no more. I just wanted to do this out of courtesy of just being your friend. And I was like, Courtesy of being your oh. friend? That bitch was hungry. Oh, Trace she, Lynn? She, she was hurt. Hungry. She was hurt. She was hurt, though. That was that was one of them where it's like, oh, I did her dirty. But you know, it's like, women, these hoes out here, they just. She belongs to the streets. They just belong to the streets. <laughs> I can't do nothing about it. So it's just like, whatever. But it's like, Dude man. Dude, like he possessed down there. Yeah, Doom shit frozen. Got him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh there you oh, there go. You he go. back. He back shit. live. He lucky because I was about to take a, a print screen of his face. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so possessed looking. Doom, your ass ever have to choose between two women and chose the wrong one? All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties. Doom's Zoom cut out on him. His Wi-Fi was acting up. But our guy will be back next week. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Doom. But with that being said, let's finish up the pod. So yeah, the final thing we had this week was bondage. How do you feel about bondage? That's why I said we was getting X-rated. Are you okay? Is that something that interests you? Because when I, when I think about it, I saw somebody post a picture. They had this girl up like this with like a cross thing on the thing. And she was tongue up to the cross and her legs was all tied. I was just like, I don't find that appealing to me. See, now that's one of those things that it can get really out of hand really fast. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's maybe, I wasn't no Boy Scout or nothing like that, right? So I can't tie nobody up like that. No. But like maybe a little ropey rope or something like that. But like, you're not about to tie me to a object that's not a bed. I'm not doing it. And see, that's what I said. I said the most I'd be willing to do is tie my hands up or tie your hands up. But even then it's right. like, I feel like I'm abusing. Like when 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 they, when girls be like, "Oh yeah, slap me." I'm like, "Slap you? I'm not about and, to slap you." And because of TikTok, <laughs> I realized that there's a lot of people out there that want to be slapped. Slapped? Like, yeah. Before, I didn't think that was a thing, but then like I'm seeing this video got like 300 likes. I mean, 300,000 likes, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, y'all y'all getting slapped, slapped out here." That's a fact, and it's just like, okay, <laughs> yikes, y'all y'all's wilding out here in these streets, and it's just like. Ooh, I don't know. Like maybe it's one of those things that I gotta like ease my way into. See, I, maybe I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like also, 
and I know black people with these kinks are going to be like, no, it's not just a white person thing. But I, I just feel like if I do that with a girl, I'm gonna get called the cops on. Like, is that, is that, is that wrong? Like, like I, I... that's a fact, bro. No, that's a good point. A good point like, because like, God forbid she go to work with rope marks on her hands, bro. They're going to be like, and what a concerned coworker is going to be like, no, they're just going to go do a wellness check on your house. Like, you, no, no, nigga, you call the cops on me. Don't, don't hit me with no wellness check. Oh, it's just like, she go out with all these bruises and shit. And she's like, yeah, I wanted this. And it's like, no, why did you want all of this? Like, even right. when I get told to choke, I'm like, I, I do like this pressure, like my hands are like this. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I, I hope I'm doing it right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, come here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, no the choking thing, I don't have a problem with the choking oh, thing. Oh, we're gonna hit him with the, come here, bitch. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm only gonna use one hand. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely only using one hand. Yeah. Niggas that use two and then start getting yeah. it and shit, them niggas will all. <laughs> I'll let her use two on me if she wants to, but I'm dark skinned. Them hand press ain't finna show up. I'm not worried about that, but I'm not about to, yeah, I'm not about to get in there with two hands. No, because I, I feel like, I feel like I'm breaking a law. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I feel like so I'm guilty of crime. That's that what point. I said, like. I was talking to my girl about this because I saw it on Twitter and I was like, yo, how do you feel about all this? She's like, I mean, I don't want to get like tied down with 17 straps and whatnot. She said what we said. And I was just like, I feel like I'm abusing. Like if I do that, like, right, yeah, I feel like I'm abusing. It feels like I've crossed the line and I can't go back. And I don't understand. Like these are two scenarios I don't understand. Rape fantasies and fucking slavery fantasies. Where it's okay. Like- <laughs> the uh, I, had a, I had an ex-girlfriend that wanted to to do the rape scenario thing. Oh, God. And I, and I know you were miserable. <laughs> no, 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 no. The thing that scared me the most, Lynn, was this girl was, I, I swear to you, she was so sweet, she gave you a fucking cavity. Like, See, this scary. girl used to cut her hair and donate it to cancer survivors, bro. She, she was a, And uh, she uh, wanted me to do that. And I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> like, Lynn, I was like, if this is a test, I'm failing it because <laughs> I don't believe you. Like, I thought she was lying for the longest time. And she was like, nah, bro, I want, I want you to come in there with the hoodie on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm how? not doing it. We got to get we gotta get I'm a lady on, on here that, that likes that shit so I can ask how. Because, like, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like, to me, that's, like, a greatest fear type thing. Like, I don't want a clown to come in and like rape me. (laughs) That's my greatest fear. Like, bro, I would lose my shit if a clown walked in with just a big dick hanging out. Like, come here, boy. I'm just like, ah! (laughs) I'm fucking that nigga up. I gotta fight his ass. I throw these hands like... (laughs) I was not ready for you to say some shit like that. (laughs) But that's what it's like! Like, you gotta face your fears, I guess. Maybe it's conquering your fear. Maybe bro, it's kind of, uh, mind control. No, I don't know, bro. I don't Jay, know. Bro. Same thing with the the slave situation. Like I'm not about the, but the slave thingy. I've never like I've seen jokes about it, but like I feel like if I was ever approached, <laughs> the the conversation wouldn't end well. <laughs> it would just be like, it just wouldn't. why are you at? Well, do you want to do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to do this. Yeah. And if I don't want to do this, then we're not doing this. I ain't finna call you master, so I don't know what the fuck you got going on in your head. 
it ain't happening. <laughs> like, daddy's coming home from the big house. We gotta hurry up and get this done, boy. Yeah, like, yes, I'm, master. <laughs> like, I'm not about to do that. There's no way, bro. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> oh shit, that would fuck me up. That would fuck me up. But right. like, but but see, there's people out here that do all of this shit that we're talking about. And I know I don't. I'm not kink shaming y'all. That shit just funny. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. It seemed like you kink shame. I'm, I'm kink shaming the slave one. I am. I oh yeah, definitely kink shaming that for sure. But the bondage people. Well, I'm kink shaming the rapes thing too. Yeah, that's, yeah, weird. that's weird, bro. But the bond. Well, by the way, weird. I didn't do it. By the way, I did not do it. I know you didn't do that. Like, there's no way. But the bondage one, I guess, if that's your thing, cool. It's just like that's a you thing. Cause like I done seen pictures where girls get tied up, and my girl, my girl couldn't describe how she would she would be acceptable the way that we was like to the bed, and she was like, yeah, I'm, you can put my hands up here and my legs up here, and I was like, wait. If you put your hands up here and your legs up here, then you want to be tied like a calf. And I was like, I'm not about to tie you like no damn calf. Like, like you know how you wrangle a calf? Look, bro, she said, tie me up like me at the rodeo. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but there's women, there's women that like that shit. And I'm just, I'm just like, ooh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not adventurous enough. That's not my, that's not my jam. So, you know. <laughs> Whatevs. Oh, man. That's all I really had this week. We had our draft, but I guess since Doom's not here, we can wait to do it uh, when, uh, when he comes next week. If that's, if that, if he thinks so. If not, we can get it done right now because we got multiple drafts, but it was just a label draft. We can wait for him next week. Yeah. We got a lot of interviews this week. All right, Brooklyn, tell the people <laughs> they can find you on social media. You find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K. That's for marketing purposes. And y'all make sure y'all go follow Doom at Lil Doom SJE, man. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my man. Thanks, tell him, bro. tell him, update his internet because my my dude tell, shit. Tell him he gotta do trash. Salt. His salt. shit is trash, bro. Like he got. I'm gonna start gotta, screen recording this motherfucker with his with his face freeze. I'm gonna start screenshotting these videos. He has to do something, but. That's all the time we have in the beginning portion. Let's get into our interviews this week. We got two interviews, one with hip-hop artist Josh Simmons and one with uh, comedian and film director Chris Jones from Lafayette. He just put out a film called Pearl Motel. But all of that right after this, we'll get into the song of the week and then those. And then I'll close it out this week because, like I said, Schubert's not here, so I'm going to just close it out with a couple sports rants. And then next mm-hmm. week, Bros Who Binge will be full on. I mean, Bros Who Ball will be full on. Justin's going to have his top 15 players to look for in the draft and a lot of shit. But Mondays, baby, we got to get Doom's internet back to Wednesday caliber, Brooklyn. We got to get it. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. <laughs> got to get his internet back. But let's get into the song of the week right now. Hey. This for the song, just like. Are you ready? I know this like when y'all had the support, you know what I'm saying? Heard some niggas doubt me, you already know. Been working while they all sleep, you already know. I hope my mama proud of me, but I already know. They small talking, saying shit, they already know. Told you this a million times, promise I never tell you lies. I don't understand that she planted damage inside my mind. It ain't hard to manage, she dancing, stepping designer eyes. Steady take advantage of all the things I prioritize. I gotta leave. Baby, don't wanna see you, baby. I'm a new me, I'm tryna do me, I focus on me, baby. I'm going on TV, baby. I'm feeling like Weezy, baby. They know when they see me, baby. People every season crazy. Yeah. I like special, go ahead, you're welcome to the team. Just promise that you know me. I blank in a couple places, I'ma go. I don't need it, this money bag, I'm about to blow. <laughs> you saying that you're not for me, yeah. 
On the same shit, trying to do equations. I ain't trying to end these nights off with these altercations. Everything you doing is just so complacent. I don't like just how you moving, time to make arrangements. Got me wondering who you choosing when on the same shit. It's never how your day went, another ultimatum. Shorty say she by my side, these niggas don't amaze me. Blowing trees, we getting high, we living so amazing. Overseas, we in Dubai, she roll it on occasion. It's crazy how we made it out, we came in from the basement. Highlight special, go ahead, you welcome to the team. This money bag about to blow. <laughs> you saying that you're not for me? Yeah, yeah, that you're not for me. Let's see where you about to be. <laughs> Let's go somewhere you never seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just take some time and ride for me. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard the world premiere on the Bros Who Think podcast of this gentleman right here, Josh Simmons' new song, Highlight, a.k.a. Already Know, one of my jams. And the album's coming. We know it's coming. I've been waiting on it for forever, but I told him, I was like, look, we got to push the button. We got to get you on the pod. And then when the album drop, we're just going to do an album review anyway. Long overdue. Long overdue. Exactly. So the Baton Rouge hip-hop artist Josh Simmons is in the building. How you doing, Josh? Man, I'm doing good, bro. I can't complain. I can't complain. That's what I always say. And like, especially during the time of Corona, this uh, the, this racial inequality in the election. As long as you, as long as your family and loved ones are okay and you're okay, then there's no complaints. Like material shit comes back around. So that's how yeah. I feel, at least. Yeah, it comes full circle. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So you just so how has before we get in anything? How has Corona affected you as an artist? Uh, you know, it's crazy. I right, so it affected me like multiple ways, you know what I'm saying? Because really, like when the COVID hit, it really just put the world on pause. Like, yeah, kind of just stopped everything. So, you know, I had like, uh, I'm not supposed to say, but I had like meetings set up, you know what I'm saying? I had like, you know what I'm saying? I had shows that I was planning on doing, you know, events and just like other things like that, that kind of, you know, even videos, you know what I'm saying? I had to travel to certain areas, but like, and see, kinda, you was boom, like. You were, you were like me in a sense that like before COVID, like we was doing shit to where I had like a bunch of live shows coming with like anime yeah. cons. You just, you just did the cypher with you. Yes, Jules, like shit was popping off for you in Cali. Yeah. You had the complex con. Like I saw you had a lot of events going. So I know this COVID shit was like, fuck, yeah. fuck some yeah. of your shit up. Oh, it's for real. Cause I was actually about to go back out there again. See? But just, yeah, it, it's, but at the same time though, it also, to a degree, I feel like it also, helped benefit me also. It didn't also just hinder me, you feel me? Because all the things that was sitting on the back burner and everything like that, you got you ain't got number time now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Anything that you drop, people on their phones, they yep. don't get, you know what I'm saying? So And just, see, I think it's more so right now where it's like, oh, your shit got to be really good because everybody's on their phone. They're looking at everything that's going on. If your shit's not good, we turning that off and moving to the off. next thing. Yeah, I got, I got, they got plenty more for the drop. Exactly. That's why, you know, I may not drop, you know what I'm saying? like every uh, week, you know what I'm saying? Like some artists, but I just try to make sure everything I drop be quality, you know what I'm Ooh. saying? I'm, I'm big on quality, quality shit. You know Let's I mean? talk about this because I think this is important in the era that we live in. 
I have like I've talked to artists that's drop, and this is no disrespect to any of these artists. If you can do this, this is great and maintain quality. No disrespect to you, but I think this is an interesting conversation because I think it's important because we see some artists that's dropping four, five, six projects in, Project in a year. And yeah, it's like, in a year. I feel it's like right now we're in the age of like microwave music. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's like everybody just hop. Hey, let me punch in. Come on, I'm punching. You know what I mean? It's on some just like. We just trying to really now. It's not about who has the best songs or the best. Uh, it's project. about who has the most almost the most songs. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, what? Like yeah. I get it. I feel you know. I want to have an aux and play all day. You know, turn me up. But at the same time, it's like, at the end of the day, who like in 20, 30 years? You know what I'm saying? Let's say when I'm on a whole nother bracket and doing some whole other stuff, I can go back and still watch these videos. I can have my kids come back and be like, yeah. damn, pops was cool as a bit. Like you make it timeless shit. Exactly. So that's really just the goal for me. And, you know, I I, I also, you know, I be kind of beating myself up because I be thinking like, hey, I'm not dropping like I should. That's and, what I was about to ask you. How does that how does that feel being an artist when you see like your peers are constantly dropping? But I think the thing about you is, like you said, quality. It's like when you do drop, it's never it's a miss. Yeah. Yeah. And so yep. uh, that's the thing, you know, me and my peers, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm in the collective culture, you know what I'm saying? Shout out gang, you feel me? But uh, like we, we've been, you know, trying to get on top of that, being more consistent and just, you know, trying to just push it out and get it out there, you know what I'm saying? Just start pushing a button on niggas and it's like, I could curse, right? Yeah, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they, they got explicit right by this shit. And if anybody's offended, I'm sorry, cause I'm 26 years old. I, this is my show, I'm a grown ass man. Like, this is like, we, you can say whatever you want, my brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, so I was just, back to what I was saying, uh, I was talking about, what was it? You was talking, we was talking about quality and about how y'all pushing the button now. Yeah, and so now we just starting to get on the point where, you know what I'm saying, we just been stacking content for so long. Now we can start pushing the button, you know. I I try not to compare to like everybody else and like yeah. what everybody got going on, cause you know what I'm saying when you compare that that makes room for like disappointment, you know. What yep. I'm saying? and doubt, and personal doubt. personal and doubt. Hell yeah, cause you know what I'm saying. Uh, they got artists that's dropping three, four projects in the span of me dropping two singles or two videos. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, to me, it's like I got the music to drop it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I can do that, but I want everything that I do just to be perfect. Everything. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how do you, what, you know. how do you combat that doubt and that fear? Because because I, obviously you know that you're a great rapper and you know that like what you put out is quality. But because you see, oh, certain people dropping four, six, seven, however many projects, and yeah. you're dropping like two singles. And <laughs> how do you deal with the damn? Are people gonna fuck with this? Like, how do you deal with that doubt yeah. and that fear? So, uh, it's kind of like you might even laugh. It's like to me. No, I'm never gonna laugh, bro. Cause this never, is serious. Like as a creative, the the yeah. fear of failure, the fear of doubt, and that yeah. it does, it does. It's like with me, I uh, you know, whenever I create music, I bump it, I jam that shit all day till I get sick of it. You know what I'm saying? And like to me, whenever I release, uh, that's low key a form of me just being like, all right, I'm done with it. Y'all can have it. Like that's me, and I'm on to something else. By the time y'all hear this, I'm on a whole nother vibe. You know what I'm saying? So people bumping the no cap video. I got two, three more videos tucked in the boat. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's you like, got a clip loaded. You just use your bullet sparingly. I'll fuck with that. Yeah. You're an efficient killer. You you yeah. still a killer, but you I'm, just I'm here shot. Yeah. Head-shotting. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to move, you know, with okay. it in the right way. But um, same time, you know, whenever I drop 
I don't even look at the views. I don't look at none of that. I just, even when I post a picture on IG, I post it, I get off. Oh, yeah. I, home, I don't even want to know because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Was 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 quality, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna, if it's quality, it's going to get the appreciation and the love that it deserves, you know what I'm saying? I do what I can on my part, you know, make sure y'all see it. I try to promo, you know, I try to do a nice little rollout. And you can't control the universe time. It's like what Nip said. You just got to be ready when your time is called. As long as, long as you're ready. See, I'm ready. I'm so happy we having this conversation because when you when you just meet people over the internet, you don't really get to know how they are. And I love when I talk to artists and they're cool as fuck, like how I thought. I'm enjoying this conversation already. Hell yeah, my brother. Hell yeah. I'm enjoying it too, bro. Fuck yeah. So we talking all kind of artist shit, but we got to get to the nitty gritty of like letting the, the fans, your fans, my fans know who you are. So tell us. Supporters, supporters. The supporters, yeah. The, the, the community, the family. Yeah, I don't like saying fans. You're right. The supporters, the community, the family, 100%. Uh, let us know your story and how you got into rap music. All right, so uh, really, I get, I'll take y'all back then. All right, we so, want, that's what we want. That's what we here for. Give it to y'all. So, uh, you know, originally, I, I was born in Lafayette, you know, born and raised. Oh, shit, I didn't. That makes sense for what we talked about off air. Okay. Exactly, yeah, you know, bro, Brett, you know, all that. Yeah, fuck, fuck I'm yeah. That side of, you know, I'm from that side of the water. And, uh, I, you know, I used to watch Elmo and Drumline and stuff like that. And I would just be beating on pots and pans. Like, I got, like, no bullshit. Bro, that, that no moment cap. where that nigga started drumming on the fat nigga shit. Legendary. <laughs> like, I got like VHS footage of my like my mom and dad showing me like you know what I'm saying They're, like me playing on stuff like that and eventually they was like all right we gonna get this boy a drum set yeah I set around like four years old and uh like after that I was started doing classes I was actually on the news a few times you know what I'm saying like really? playing the drums and stuff like that so it's like music always been a part of me you know talent what I'm is there exactly and uh so you know eventually over time you know me and my brother you know and uh you know my boy Villa yeah. Like, Come together, will shout out Villa. He needs to come on this Villa. pod hey, too as shout well. Out my I know you watching. Shout out. Uh, he actually just texted me just now. Speaking of the devil, hell but, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, we were just like freestyle and just kind of just know you know BSing, not, like not really taking it serious, and, you know, just stuff like that. You remember when everybody was jerking? Jerking, yeah, bro. I'm always around my crib jerking, and my girls yeah. like, you need to stop that shit. <laughs> so when everybody was jerking and stuff like that, everybody would like come up with like nicknames and all that type of stuff. And it's like a nicknames never really worked for me. Like, ah, okay. I, like I'm not no damn Sonic. Like, I can't, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like that's that's you, that's you. Not, I'm me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then just you know, eventually my boy Villa was like, uh, hey, you know, uh, you need to be uh he said. He said something. He said Jay Sims. And I was like, nah, Josh Simmons. And he was like, mmm. And I was like, okay. You know, after that, we start freestyling, you know, more and more. And eventually we was at school with it. You know what I'm saying? Freestyling. We got big circles around us yep. just listening, like, you niggas cold. <laughs> yeah, like it was really like on that type of tip. Started, you know, doing shows and stuff like that. Shout out my boy Scott. Uh, we was like one of the only few, like, I was in high school, you know what I'm saying, doing shows like with a, with a live band, you know what I'm saying, packing out uh, Atomic Pop Shop, you know what I'm saying, okay. people literally, like no BS, like lined out the door, like really. So Been doing like, this shit. Like not even trying to brag or nothing, but it's just like, I feel like to a degree, you know what I'm saying, I really did help, you know, contribute to the band scene, you know what I mean? And a lot of other artists, don't get me wrong, like Jose Xavier and Jaira and like, you know what I'm saying, like the list goes on, I could list the whole BR. And we're going like, to talk about that because that's something that I ask every Baton Rouge artist. So we're going to get to that for sure. 
Exactly. So like that wave was really with like Atomic Pop Shop, the bando and stuff like that. And we just started like, I just started really just seeing the feedback on it. And it, it just really just, it just made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? My brother was like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like my biggest supporter, like he'll hear me rap like, hey, turn it, hey, uh, drop that, hey. Maybe you should, you know, come like this on the, I like when you rap on these type of beats. And he was really, you know what I'm saying? Really, who always kept me motivated and keep me going. And, you know what I'm saying? Thankful that I got, you know, the collective that I got now. Shout out Coda once again, you know, they like my family, they my brothers now. So those are really, uh, honestly, I can say the people that really just keep me going and keep me motivated, you know what I'm saying? So. Hell like, yeah. Really, if it wouldn't feel like CDS, I, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now. So know? when did when did it go from, all right, we in school, we doing these freestyle rap sessions, niggas saying we dope, to now it's like, okay, I'm taking this shit serious. Uh, so I started taking it serious. All right, boom. I made my, I recorded my first song uh, my freshman year. Like, ending the okay. freshman year, we had like a, a studio in the computer lab and like the storage room. Okay, and this high, freshman year high school? Freshman year high school. Okay. Like, uh, we was like, Cutting class, no, you don't tell my people, but like, nah, it's good, it's good. Class, like, all this type of stuff to go in a studio and like watch other people like record and just like learn, you know what gotcha. I'm saying? And, Study uh, your craft, get them, get them, uh, 10,000 10, hours, 10,000 hours. Yeah, yeah, you see where I'm at right now, you feel me? But uh, and then uh, eventually, like, my sophomore year was when I was like, okay, uh, after I dropped my first song, like, I had the whole school, like, yo, hey, we need you know something new, like, yeah, like, it just was. It was always like a good thing. I was never really like, you know, uh, like the most popular, but I wasn't like a, a square neither. You know what I'm saying? Like people just knew me for like me just doing my own thing. You was just that you was just that dude that everybody fucked with. Yeah, and it was like I kind of was kind of scared like to tell people that I rapped. Like, mm. like it was kind of like low key like I did it, but I didn't really like embrace it fully. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I play my song. I'm like, hey man, turn it off, turn it off. You know mm. what I'm saying? But now. Turn that motherfucker up. <laughs> hey, that's lit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I what really spawned that transition? Like, what made it to where, okay, I'm comfortable in myself as a creative. Now it's like, you guys, I'm here. I've arrived. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's crazy because it's like, I still, you know, have them thoughts, you know, them doubts. For sure. Know. Hey, but uh, I guess what really kind of just made it just like, I'm undeniable, not even undeniable, but just like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I'm just, the music that I'm making now, I'm way more confident in, you know what I'm saying? I'm, my delivery is there, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm talking about shit that I want to talk about, you know what I'm saying? Then just also, just like, um, once I realized I was appealing to people outside of just people like me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, you know, partners that's like living in, you know, uh, Baker, uh, you know, Gardier, like, you know what I'm saying? Just like, hood niggas, like, it's on some like, hey, hey, I, I'm- I fuck with that. Hard, you know what I'm saying? I got, you know, I even got, you know, the little white kids at Ben Rouge High and all these, like, you know, hey, bro, this this is crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when the suburban and when the suburban kids and hood niggas meet, it's a good time, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm doing, and when I started doing like, you know, the pop up shops and stuff like that, and people was genuinely supporting, people are paying to come in, people are buying the the t shirts, people are staying until the end, you know what I'm saying? And really trying to talk to me afterwards and just like, just getting a different interaction and stuff that I was getting is just like, okay, uh, if I don't believe in myself, how, how am I going to expect other people to, you know what I'm yep. saying? And, uh, really, it was just like, eventually, I just got to the point where uh, I just got proud in what I was making, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to lie, uh, to me, at least, every song you make is not a hit. Every song you make ain't 
when it see, is. That's, that's that's a great quality that you have that the, the yeah. ability to be honest with yourself. Exactly, and that's what and that's what me and my circle keep like. You know, we we stand on that. Like this is this is music. Like this is like the this is what we expressing ourselves with this that, and the third. And like you can't cut corners with this. Like, hey, bro. Uh, you probably could have came harder on this. Hey, yep. bro, that's was hard. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is. But if you just have yes men around you all the time and people that's just like, whatever it is, hey, bro, uh, hey, that's it. That's a hit. Drop it. Drop it. Every time, you're not going to get any better. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to improve. And you know what I'm saying? You just got to be honest with yourself. You got to learn. You got to drop a song and hit, get that that feedback like, hey, uh, I like when you rap like this. I like I don't like when you do this. So whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? You got to be able to take that creative criticism and also just know yourself like yeah i know i know i'm better than this i know i'm my flow might be nice but i played this whole song but what did i really just say you know mm, what i'm saying like yeah just different things like that like you gotta okay i'm listening to the song do i see anything do i do i get any type of picture in my head did i did i really paint a picture for somebody or am i just uh talking about drip and uh uh, hitting that bit from the back, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, no, 100%. So, wait, let me. Th- this is awesome because there's so many from what you just said, there's so many directions I want to go, but we got to start off with what's most prevalent. You just said about how you take your time, you make sure that the that what you're saying is important, it's not just some nonsense, and it's about making sure you're honest with yourself that you're putting out good music and you can tell yourself, uh, when it's time. So how important are lyrics and bars to you? And being that you take your time with putting out music, how many, how's the uh, rework process? Do you rework a song and tell like, for, do you like, you like how you write an essay? You do a rough draft, then you yeah, take your right. criticism. Talk to me about rewriting and how important lyrics are to you. Okay, so, uh, all right. I'm gonna say it like this, to, in today's day and age, lyrics aren't important. It's about, do, do I feel something? Yeah. It, is this making me feel something? Is this making me want to bow my head? Is this making me want to be like, make that ugly face? You know what I'm saying? Is this making me feel something? Does it, will it make me want to play the song again? You know what I'm yep. saying? So that's always the key, the number one, you know what I'm saying? Always, you know, make sure your delivery is there. Make sure you're, you're, demand, you're dominant on the track. You know what I'm saying? That, but me personally, my brother and like my dad really instilled, you know what I'm saying? Like substance into me, you know what I'm saying? Like regardless, like, uh, just always talking about something. You know, you may not have to be uh, long, uh, four years ago, back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. you got to still be, what's your story? Like, I let me learn something new about you every song. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. And uh, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as like the rework process, I give myself like time. That's like my rework process. I listen to a song. I play it. I, that's dope. I probably like end up you know, I you know I try to like tweak it and critique it as much as I can in that day, but then I'll be like, okay, I did enough. Let me make something else, or let me just come back to it tomorrow. another day. Yeah, day, have a fresh uh, set of ears because you know eventually you just get starting to add and shit and uh, taking stuff off that you, you know may lose the soul there and it and it lose the sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I try to I try to just uh, be very hands on with everything that I do. But at the same time, I want it to be, uh, like, I want my music to be uh, an experience. You know what I'm saying? So when you listen to it, it's like, there's going to be layers. There's going to be, it's like atmospherical vibe and just just different type of things that you can take and grab from it. Different sources of inspiration. You know what I mean? And um, so there is some songs, you know, I may write, write the whole song, knock it out, then come back and be like, uh, 
cut that verse, make a new verse, you know, stuff like that. But I'm getting to the point of now where uh, I'm just starting to like, okay, I laid this down. This is how I felt. Well, I obviously felt like this for a reason. Okay, cool. I may tweak maybe how I say things, but I try not to be too like, oh, I said D instead of the. Let me, uh, let me, read, read, yeah. Read. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you gotta, if the, if the feeling is there, the lyrics sometimes can back up. That's how you get songs like, like pressure. You know what I'm mm, saying? Yep. Pressure is a complete freestyle, complete just punch in, just ad lib, and just. We're gonna vibe right now. I wanted, to, I wanted somebody when they cut it on you. Okay. Yep. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's that was the whole thing about pressure was just basically, I want you to feel this dark trap vibe that like, hey, I may be talking about this, but hey, I could do this too. I could yeah. bring you, you know what I'm saying? And just showing my, my versatility, you know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. You know, if you, uh, to answer your question fully, are lyrics important? I say lyrics are a seven on a scale of one to ten. 100%. Oh, I like that take. And I like that, that your honesty, because I feel like in terms of rap, I all I've been saying since I've, this podcast has started, but even before then I look at it where it's like, I use Biggie and Tupac as an example, but we can even use Kendrick and Drake in a modern form. Oh, okay. Biggie and Kendrick are these people where their lyrics and their storytelling are painting a picture oh, for you, yeah. and you and you get transported to where they are and you're watching whatever instance they're telling you happen and you're seeing it in your head. Whereas Drake and Pac, they're a feeling, they're a vibe. You may right. see the party and the women that Drake paint. You may see the uh, thug mansion that Pac paints, but it's more so you're feeling the emotion they're coming across. That's yeah. what gets you the vibe. And I and love that you were one of these emotional, you lean more towards the emotion part, but you still tap into the lyrics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I love that. That is, I'm, I'm so glad you just said that because that's a key, key component to making music. And being that, let's take it this route, being that you are a, a, a trained drummer, you've been into music forever, and you said you're very hands-on, how, how hands-on are you in the production process, in the, pr the process of making beats, picking beats, telling producers to do the, the DJ Khaled or the Diddy, like, put something here, put something here? Yeah. All right, so, uh, like, once again, like I said, I try to be, you know, as most hands-on as possible, you know what I mean? Uh, even down to the videos, you know what I'm saying? But um, as far as, like, you know, with the beats, I uh, I have, like, a, a certain bag of, like, packet of producers that, you know what I'm saying, that's always on call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you got your people. Blake. Shout out my niggas, uh, Sean Joe, you know what I'm saying? Shout out, you know what I'm saying, E-Butter, shout out all my dogs, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like... Uh, Oh, also Fitz. Hey, Fitz. Shout out Fitz. Shout out Fitz. But um, yeah, I uh, I kind of really just let the music speak. Whenever I'll hear a song or a, or a producer sends me a pack, they play me a beat, I'll really just like, once again, go back to that, that key word, that feeling. Do I feel something? Is this making me feel something? What is coming to my mind? Is this, is this moving me? You know what yep. I'm saying? A beat could be hard and it could be like, bro, this beat hard, but it didn't move me in a certain way to make me want to rap. It made me want to just maybe bow my head, like, oh, this is a hard beat. You know what I'm saying? So um, with certain beats, it's like, if I have a certain image or picture in my head, it's like, you know, I'll tell the producer, like, cause luckily uh, I have, I'm in a situation where I have like certain relationships with certain producers where I could be like, hey, uh, hey, turn this down. Hey, yeah. maybe change it to a rim shot. Maybe turn this to, uh, put some drums or 808 right there, you know? You know, unlike some people, you know, like, 
at least I was at that point, you know, I was just on YouTube beats and SoundCloud, like every rapper is that in the beginning. I'm working with what I got, you know yep. what I mean? But as you know, the more and more I'm starting to progress, I'm trying to, you know, be more hands-on. Uh I even, you know, copped this not too long ago, you know what I'm saying? Just, That's why I asked. I, I knew when you said you make drums, I was like, I he, he gotta at least be yeah. thought thinking about making beats. Yeah, so uh I got like a few songs that you know I produce that's out right now, but uh a lot of unreleased uh, stuff that uh, that's gonna be coming, you know. Uh, my boy No Chill about to drop a single weekend in Mexico. I produced that, you know what I'm saying? So hell yeah, that drop, you know. I'm a, that's me, you know what I mean? But uh, I try to dibble and dab, but it's just like a lot of my play right now. So I try not to, you know, overwork myself or like, you know, to 100%. where I, you know what I mean? How do you feel about producing? Do you like uh? Being that you got a song coming and you've been working on it for a while, how do you like producing more than rapping? Is it do you like it equally, or is it just like a different bag that when you get in, it's 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 separate? But I love that bag, but I can't compare it to rap. Uh, that's it's two different bags. It's two different bags. You know what I mean? Because it's like we're producing. Like I no, look, boom. So with with rapping, it's like more so like I right, I'm trying to get I not even saying I'm just trying to get this done. I'm trying to get it done, but it's like when I. As of lately, when I start a song, I try to finish it. I try to yeah. like, I'm not trying to just halfway or just like lay a hook, or, unless that's just the vibe I'm on. But I, I have try 60 to, different demos that, that aren't never done. Yeah, you know, but I try to just like knock it out as far as like with uh, producing, I'll start making the beat, end up just vibing for 30 minutes. Just, oh, this is horror, you know what I'm saying? And end up never finishing the file, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's just something that I just, it's a, a tool that I like to practice in you know, uh, eventually soon perfect. You know what I mean? I want to uh, eventually, you know, after I drop this project, uh, that's the goal, you know, just take the time to, all right, focus on this producing to where like next project after this one is just, is me. Yeah. It's, it's, to a degree, I feel like, you know, when you're not uh, hands-on or you're not with the producer or producing it, you know what I mean? You're, you're adding to another person's picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Painting over somebody else's picture instead of me uh, starting with a clean slate and you giving your whole picture. Completely. You know what I mean? I like that take. I like that take. Yeah, you know, I, I want to get to the point where you know what I'm saying when you listen to artists like Drake, Roddy Rich, and uh, Kendrick and Biggie, like you know what I'm saying, like you're saying, you got them fully. This is what they felt. This is what they what they were trying to come across with, and you got it. You know what I'm saying? With some of the songs that I have now, you know, it's like I'm giving you a piece of me over this person's vision, you know what I mean? Or I'm uh, adding a few more colors over over uh, this painting or whatever the case Especially is. since it's like you, in the beginning stages when you're doing YouTube beats, you all ha you have no contact with that producer. It's like, you're trying to fit your thought in that vibe. Now that, vibe, yeah. now that you have your guys and you're working on it yourself, it's like, okay, I can get with my guys and we could paint this picture together. And then when it's me, I can paint the picture totally. So it's like, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. So, all right, let's get into, before we get into some cul-de-sac stuff, because we've talked about just music and, and everything, let us, can you let us know when the album's coming? Uh, all right, so... Uh, or at really, least a time frame. You don't have yeah, to give us an exact right, cool. date, just give us yeah. a, a, a section of days where section it maybe could, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm going to actually shoot a date in the air, because uh, this is what the goal is. You know, December 15th, we'll have some... Uh, some sort of, you know what I'm saying, announcement, you know Hell what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of rollout coming out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, We're putting the air horns behind that. <laughs> you know, some type of hit, you know what I mean? But um, at the same time, I do also like to release 
off of how I feel and also just like uh I'm not really too much of, you know, the environment or like, I'm not trying to sound negative or anything or like the state of the world in a way, but I just try to go off of how I feel and like, okay, uh, am I in the right uh, state of mind? Like, yeah. To release this music, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, with COVID and all this other stuff going on, you know, I, I just try to still be, you know, uh, just looking, you know, there's no such thing as the perfect time, but yeah, I just you, try to- Whenever it fits how you feel. Of, yeah, I want to have at least some sort of control over when I decide to push the button on that. You know what I mean? Hell but, yeah. So December 15th, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I, hell yeah. Do we have a name for it? Uh, It's it's just, uh, what's this what's this called when it's like the, you know, let me see. Bracket? Let me just look. It's, the name is Demo. But, okay. So, hold up. Ooh, let's see. I'm excited. He writing something it's for us. kind of just like. It's oh, yeah, so, yeah, you got it bracketed. You got, de- yeah, oh, I bracket. fuck with that. Yeah, so just basically just bracketed off, like, demo. Um, I don't know if you know, in uh, in high school, I dropped a, a EP, and it was, like, quotation EP uh, by Josh okay. Simmons. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, really, it was just kind of just a joke on uh, with my brother, you know, rest in peace to my brother. But uh, he always used to joke with me, just like, hey, you need to drop the album. You need to drop the album. Like, hey, uh. Hey, what if one day you drop uh, that album? You call it that album. And I'll just be like, okay. That's now, honoring him. And just to a degree, it's like, I'm just going to keep on playing on that. Like, you know, so I got EP. Then I got the demo. And then we're going to get the album. The album, you know what I'm saying? Hell so, yeah. We'll just eventually just play on that. Not to not to bring the vibe down, but because you mentioned it, I just want, I want to let your fans get to know about you. Yeah, Talk yeah, yeah. to me about how losing your brother affected you, because I didn't know that. And when did that happen in your life? All right, uh, so and you don't have to get too too deep, too personal, nah, but just I got it. But just enough it. to like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, you got a tat on your leg. Yes. Fuck yeah. So uh rest in peace to my mom and my brother. Uh sadly, you know, peace. I lost them uh both on the same day, uh in Damn. the 18th accident. But um it's really uh ever since you know losing them, it kind of you know, losing people, it it changes your perspective on things and just how you view things, you know what I'm saying, and just life as a whole. And uh, you become more appreciative of things, you know what I mean? And uh, it also, it forces you to to change, you yeah. know what I mean? It forces you to operate different. And, um, you know, at one point in time, it, it did, you know, slow me down. It did, you know, weigh on me, you know, and just like, just eat me up. I couldn't create, you know, just things like that. But now I, uh, just now I got to the point where it's like, I use that pain as like a, a fuel and like a motivation, you know what I'm saying? And uh, 100%. that's what really just keep me going every day, you know what I'm saying? The fact that when I was doing those shows uh, and had people singing my song, my mom was there for one of those shows, you know what I'm saying? And she saw it, like she got to see it full hand, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And that's something that's special. You know what I'm saying? Because at one point it was just like, oh, you want to rap? I, all right, you're going to go to school and then, you know. But she got to see your tattoo. Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. It's on and from that point, you know, her actually believing in me and my mama coming to me, where the music at? You know what I'm saying? That, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, singing my songs and things like that is really what, you know what I'm saying? Just those memories and those emotions is really just what keep me going every day. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, brother. I honestly wouldn't be who I am and the Josh Simmons that I am right now, you know what I'm saying? And moving the way that I am, if that, sadly, if you know what I'm saying, that didn't happen, so. That, that change, uh, you, you use the negative situation to become a positive, 100%. 
if you yeah. have any advice for anybody, because we're in a time right now with COVID and just how the world is, if you have anybody, any advice for anybody going through any tough situation like that, where they lost a loved one or someone close to them, what would your advice be? Uh, let me see. You're not alone. You have people that love you. Yes, sir. That. Um, and it's like everything that you need is around you. Yes, like, sir. If you, you, I promise you overlooking it. You know what I'm saying? Family is important. You know what I mean? Um, and when I say family, I don't just mean blood. I mean, you know, people who's loyal to you. Who's you know? there for you, yeah. Everything like that. Um, and also just, as cliche as it may sound, things happen for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, and things have to happen in order for you to change. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, your people, your parents could tell you, hey, save your money, save your money. But they tell you, Go to the, uh, you on a date with your girl and you swipe your car and it's a dinner room. Damn, I should have really saved my money. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, sir. Don't wait till it's too late to appreciate your family. Don't wait till it's too late to text whoever that is that's on your mind at that moment. Hey, that you uh, love hey, them, yeah. You know I'm saying? Just some simple as that. You know, just whatever the case is. And it's it's not being soft. It's not being... Oh, yeah. And see, that's something... That's you know what I'm, I'm, I'm so happy you said that because that's something as, as men, but more so black men, we yeah. have to change because... <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. No, nigga, yeah. let it let it out. You know what I'm saying? The that's, more you hold it in, the more it eats you up and tears at you. Exactly. That's another thing. You know what I'm saying? It don't hold that shit in. Like when you cry, that's a form of release. That's one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? When it rains, that's a, a way of God resetting the day. You know, resetting the time. You know what I mean? So, just like it's it's okay to feel how you feeling. It's only everything is only temporary. You know what I'm saying? And a flower yeah. gonna grow from that. One hundred percent. Fuck yeah! I'm like I said. I said this earlier. I loved that we we're having this conversation. I love this conversation even more because when an artist can give you something like that, that is what I feel us as creatives are here for. Yes, we put out our art, but if we can, if our art and the words we use can change someone's life, that's yeah, what's that's, imp that's what's important to me at the end of the day. And I can tell that it's important to you. So let's let's bring up the vibes again. Give us some of your influences when it comes to rap. Uh. All right, so uh, first, first influences before we even get to anything else is CBS, my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? My boy with Kai, shout out with Kai. My boy Rondé, my boy No Chill, and Villa. You know what I'm saying? So like, those are really the ones that's that influence me, that inspire me. You know what I'm saying? That keep me going. I see them, or I hear a song that they send in a group message. Oh, I gotta make. I gotta, I gotta get come. Yeah. The like, you know what I mean? So iron, iron sharpen iron, steel sharpen yeah. steel. And I'm thankful, and luckily I got the team that I have. You know, what I'm saying that that continues to motivate and inspire me. You know, but um, wait I, before you even go to any more. Before you get to any others, you've 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 mentioned it multiple times. Let's talk about this for the people that don't know. What is cul-de-sac? Is it a label? Is it a collective? Talk to me about how it got started, and just give us some of the members. All right, so boom. I had to say the members. You know, what I'm saying I say them again. Right? Yeah, you say it again. Fuck yeah, that's I your niggas. Okay. We, and I want. And look, let me tell them. I want all of y'all on the pod. And, and like hey, you got to get all of y'all. It's coming because hey, because how about this? Because we about to drop a little uh, not a, a group. Lick. No, we about to. We're collective. We're collective. Yeah. We're about to drop a uh, a actual uh, a collective EP. You know what I'm saying? And so we're gonna bring everybody that, on this mug. Uh, and we're gonna try to do that, that shit in person. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Right, we gonna set that up. But um, yeah. Uh, so give us the names because I was talking over you because I was Ronde, wanted to be you know Rondé. The singer, my nigga, one of the hardest singers you're going to hear in your life, Annie Carell. You know what I'm saying? My boy Rondé. Uh, my nigga Wakai, just that's poetic justice at its finest. Lyricist to the T. That nigga can rap. Yes, like that's just straight bars. That's a like, fact. 
we got to play the song back to hear what he's saying. You know what I'm I saying? I love Ukai's music. My boy, no chill. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, I feel like he's really just an example of what the future like of music is. You know what I'm saying? Like, real. That's a him. that's a high compliment right there. Like, that's really what I can say because he just got so many different. He like an onion, bro. Like layers. So many layers. Yeah. He just he's different. And then. Oh, my boy Villa. <laughs> that nigga <a> fool. <laughs> it's like, because y'all don't know yet. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this nigga is like the Kraken that's in the cage. And it's like, nobody know he there. Like, nobody know what he really got. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we getting on his ass. I'm going to say it like it is. I'm getting on this nigga ass. Like, bro, this nigga got, hunt, like, I'm not bullshitting. Hundred songs. Hundred, like, not even a hundred. Like, hundreds, like, at least... 200. Songs. We got to release the Kraken. Yes. And it's like, bro, this nigga is different. <laughs> it's like, I'm wrong, but this nigga? <laughs> that's real. When you, you know what I mean? That's how you, that's how you know y'all are, y'all are a real yeah. like family. When yeah, you can, so, when you can acknowledge everybody else's strengths while not, where it's, yeah. where it's not like taken away from you. It's like, I'm just honest. I'm, I'm cold, but that nigga cold. That nigga cold. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's, it's, it's endless when it comes to him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, well, really, when it comes to all of us, it's endless, but you know what I'm saying? Just and icing on the cake with that. But uh, Kodasek, you know what I'm saying? What it means, Kodasek means, you know what I'm saying? To us, it's just like like the same thing with the street, you know what I'm saying? You seen Eddie and Eddie, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, what I th- that's what I thought of from the jump. So, boom, it's like when you see a Kodasek street, it's one way in and it's one way out. And the one way in and one way out is through whatever it is that you love. And for us, it's the music. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. That's the only way out of this shit in the situation that we in is through this music. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, Kodasek is actually bigger than, you know what I'm saying, just music. You know what I'm saying? We want to be a label. We want to be a, a uh, uh, yeah, like I said, a label and um have just different pockets. We're a collective of just creatives. You know what I'm saying? I got my boy Osha, you know what I'm saying? He he do uh, videography, you know what I'm saying? But he part of the cul-de-sac too, fuck it. Yeah. too, you know what I'm saying? I got people that, you know what I'm saying, that's just doing, you know, paperwork, that you know how to, you know, work with, you know, management, you know, just different things like that, you know? We just trying to basically be the, be the, like, you know what I'm saying? On some no limit, you know what I mean? On some, Bring you know, back that feeling. PG Lane, you know what I'm saying? Just on some, just like, where you know creative can create like early two like early 2011 2010 odd future i'm not talking like yeah, when, they, like, when they fell off like when they were a legit collective yeah taylor gang you know what i'm saying just yeah all that you know what i'm saying so we're gonna hit y'all with the vlogs you know what i'm saying we're gonna hit y'all with the you know the music of course the music videos the skits just you know just different all, content just to you know stay in y'all face and you know make y'all feel us um when did y'all know, start we started uh it's really, it just happened organically, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. it really, you know, it started with, you know, me and my boy uh, Villa, you know, he, uh, me and him was just, you know, always talking about, you know, this is when, you know, uh, let me see, when we first started rapping, like, you know, freestyle and stuff like that, we was just always like, you know, it'd be dope to have a collective, you know, Black Hippie and all of them just started doing their thing, you know? So this was probably a back like 20, maybe- uh, 13, 14? We was freestyling. Yeah, we was freestyling 2013, 2014. We was making songs 2015. Okay. We was making songs like 2015. And uh, we started really releasing and shit like that, like 2016, like heavy. That's when we started doing shows. And like in 2017, that's when it was just started going like crazy. But um, I miss them days, the SoundCloud days. <laughs> but like, uh, nah, um, 
So we just started uh, like that. Then eventually we came across, you know, my boy with Kai and it Kodasak started as us three. And um, so we was like, you know, like I said, doing shows and things like that. And over time, you know, we, uh, well, we, the crazy thing is we've all been associated with each other and friends, yeah. but it's just like over time, it just kind of like, we weeded out all that bullshit. And it's we got like, all the negativity and everything all, that was like, yeah. All the negativity, all the just like, you know what I'm saying? We all had different groups of friends and just things like that, but. Y'all got all, together with like minds. It was like, like if, you, if you're going after the gold, we're going we gonna to trim off the fat. Path, exactly. And we got to the point where we just, uh, we a lean ass steak right now, ready to grill. You feel me? Fuck yes, and hell yeah. Like we getting to the point. I think you said something that was, that was, act, was, was brilliant. And that's, it's something that I want to touch on. And I love that you're being open with me because this is what this, this is what this show is supposed to be, where we can take multiple lanes and go off of, it's, it's supposed to be a free flow convo. I can't cut no corners with you, you know what I'm saying? It's long overdue, you know, and I just, this I love this. Needed, you feel me? So and so, you said something about how y'all have people doing paperwork and doing this and that, and how everybody has their role. Talk to me about how everybody has their role to play, but each role is essential for the group going exactly. forward. Not everybody has to be in front of the camera. Not everybody has to be a rapper. But we need a manager. We need a videographer. We need a producer. We need a secretary. Talk to and me about how important how everybody needs to play their role and how each role is important. Exactly. Okay, so uh, just really uh, shout out my boy Bruce. Uh, he not Kodasek, but he's just uh, somebody that, you know, always done me with information and things. And uh, he told me this and it stuck with me like hard. He said, uh, the rollout is just as important as the project or anything that you're putting out. Yes, sir. And when he said that, it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Because people just think, oh, I'm making hits. I'm making hits. Post on Instagram. Uh, out now. Y'all fuck with me. Y'all, you that's to, it. Do that three times, you're going to blow. That's not how it goes. That's not... Fuck no, yes. You know what I'm saying? You're not... You know what I'm saying? You're not fucking Drake. Drake's the only... Drake. But even but even Drake him don't is... Don't do that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It was like, There's nobody it. on earth that does it just it's them. Not Playboy Cardi. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're not in a situation in a position to do that yet. So, you know, we try to just make sure everything is is just is there you know what i'm saying of course we still have flaws and holes in our system right now but you know that comes with time and we getting better and we improving so uh just like you know what i'm saying if you were somebody that never heard of uh josh simmons or any member that's in the codesac you know what i'm saying and let's say you just found me through a mutual friend uh on instagram or facebook or something like that you click me all my information is there uh all the music is there uh website gonna soon be up just things like that, got a bio, a press kits, all these things like that. This nigga's legit. Hey, let me uh keep up with him. Let me see what he's doing, because clearly he about to do something. He's on the right path. He about to blow. When you, this is what my dad told me. People going to treat it how you treat it. Yep. And so, and that's as simple as I could put it. And that is one thing that also stuck with me. You feel me? And um, just like whenever, like I said, when you treat it how you, like, if somebody like, oh yeah, I just dropped a little video, uh, you know, go fuck with it. They're going to treat it like a little video. Yeah. You know so whenever I like I said, I like quality. Everything that I do, I try to make it quality down to the clothes that I wear. You feel me? So it's like I try to make sure everything is like I take my time into a video. Uh, the video that I just dropped, man, he sent that video back to me about almost seven times. You know what I'm saying? Hey, because it had to be perfect. Yeah. Get this right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying it got to be perfect, but because you know what I'm saying flaws is what make things perfect. You know what I'm saying? In a way. But it had to be to the to your liking to, to, to where my, yeah. 
I gotta get it to where it's like, hey, I ain't got. If you don't like this, if you watch this and tell me that ain't hard, that ain't hard, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, I, like I try to get it to basically. If you hear my song, you play my video, whatever. You press play, you hear it, and you look at my face. I'm gonna. It, all I can do is this. <laughs> I told you, like you know what I'm saying. So, I just try to just just go with that, you know. One hundred percent. Now let's get back to now. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get back to some of your influences. So we got cul-de-sac. Give me some of the uh, the influences that make up the DNA of Josh Simmons. Okay. All right. So um, let's say let's say boom. You know, I gotta give it to Kanye. You feel me? That's like first rap song OG. I ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mac Miller for real. Rest uh, in peace, bro. Bro, the other day I was listening to to Faces. I was so sad listening to Faces because when Funeral plays, I I want to cry because he because he was talking about that shit, man. And it, and that's to me that's how I feel like he the, was really. Crying out for it and like for help, yeah. And nobody, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Coldest white rapper. I don't care what nobody says about Eminem. It's Mac Miller for rapper, me. Yeah. He had the just every. He had it. He had it. You know. Yep. What I'm saying? I wrote my first like, I wrote my first rap to Donald Trump beat. Like fuck Donald Trump, but Fine, to the Donald bro. Trump beat. Yeah. You know? And like, like you know? that's like, someone that music misses thoroughly. Like, yeah, and it's like he. He is, uh, I can honestly say, one of the ones that like impacted me very strong. You know what I'm saying? It really made me want to do what I'm doing now. Yep. Um, I could say, you know what I'm saying. I could lean towards, you know what I'm saying, the Alicia Keys, and you know, I like that. Guys. That's my mama. You know what I'm saying? She she put me on that. You know, and the Irie and yeah, that whole, that whole lane. And that and that makes sense when you hear songs like uh like the one we played. Uh, I, I don't want to say the wrong name. Like the one we play, highlight because the melodies you get into, you hear yeah. the India, Iria, Alicia Keys influence. Yeah. Like when you when you get into certain pockets. Yeah, yeah, like the no signals and yep highlights and things like that. But um, also you know, like my dad, he also really played an influence on me because you know the music he would play, you know, from the the chopping screw to you know what I'm saying the UGK and all that type of stuff that he would bump. You know what I'm saying, and uh. I guess, lastly, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, I got to give it to, you know, my boy J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? I don't bump him as much as I do, like, as I used to. But, you know, he played an impact on me. Um, Kid Cudi, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the list could really go on. I feel like, really, I'm just like a, I'm like a gumbo. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. You know, I just, just all the shit that I like, I just mix it up. And that just makes that. And I take the parts of it that's that's me. And make myself with it, you know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Just try to make shit that just and give the people that flavor. Fuck yeah. yes, yes sir, yes sir. So talk to me about uh, just real quick. What what if you have something that you one 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 to two words or one to two phrases that you want people to take away from this upcoming project demo? What would that be? Um. Two words? Or, or two phrases. Just give us something. and that That's too specific. Just give us something that you want people to take away from this project demo when it drops. Okay. Uh, well, with this demo, uh, basically, uh, with this demo, I treated it like as if this was like a, a video game. You know what I'm okay. saying? I'm not saying that's the concept, but as far as that's just kind of the way I approached it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if Josh Simmons was a demo, what would it be? You know what I'm saying? So gotcha. I have different layers. You know what I'm saying? I'm basically with this project, I'm showing my versatility, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm showing like, you know, I'm sampling with, you know, uh, auto tunes and I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm hopping on different type of beats, 
You know what I'm saying? I got the rap shit. I got the singing. I got the, you know what I'm saying? I'm just all over with it. You know what I'm saying? And you flexing all, your creativity all, muscle. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, this was really like, uh, I can say, uh, the project that I was the most experimental with and uh, also up to date, I guess you can say my most uh, challenging uh, piece of work that I worked on because it's like, I was really trying to go against the grain of what I normally do. You know what I'm saying? I can easily hop on, you know, some... Some uh, you know, just some yeah, and just rap, yeah, just demolish. Like you know, I could I could rap all day. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody can make good songs. You know yep. what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to get to the point where it's like, yeah, you know, I can rap. I I didn't, you know, I feel like I got to the point where I didn't I didn't show niggas I can rap. But I got I got I got a song on that too. That's like, hey, bars. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But you know, um, this I is just, showing that you're a full artist. This is showing your complete yeah. artistry. Yeah. You, basically what I have yet to come, you know what I'm saying? Like I can get in this bag, that bag, and this bag, you know what I'm saying? While doing this at the same time, you know? So I just try to do all those things while still being myself, you know? So uh, if anything I say to take from this is just really just listen to it with an open mind, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and also just uh, when you listen to this, be riding around. Just ride. Okay. Go, go somewhere. Ooh, I like that. This is a good car project. Fuck yeah. Go somewhere that, you know what I'm saying, you either haven't been in a long time or shit, go somewhere you never been. Shit, take a drive to Houston. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case is. Go to go to Lafayette. Go somewhere. Wherever you at, take a 30-minute drive out your day and go to the, the opposite way home. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's not too long. Uh, Right now, we had nine songs. Uh, I want to do 10, you know, with an intro. But uh, that's about. Uh, I was shooting for eleven, but I'ma just I'ma save that. That's just gonna be something I'ma just drop. That's just, something we are gonna talk about when we yeah. get there. Hell yeah, okay. There. Yeah. So, but um, uh, yeah, that's really just really what I can say. Just uh, listen to it with an open mind, and I want you to just ride around, just vibe to it. One hundred percent. Okay, so I got a question about about highlight. Who is the ad libs on highlight? And boy, that the melody that you tap into for verse two, nuts. Nuts! When you start getting in your couplets, I was like, "Okay, this nigga Josh Simmons on one." Okay, so who who's the ad libs? Who made the beat? And and just talk to me a little bit about highlight. I so uh, as far as the ad libs, everything on the beat is me. So that's you singing in the back. Okay, see, I thought that was Ronde. I really thought that was that's that's crazy. I did not know that was you. That's me. Uh, The only thing that's different, uh, I had uh, one of my dogs' uh, feedback. You doing like the little. uh, he, uh, this is Billboard. Uh, yeah, like you know the talking, but everything else that was just completely me. Uh, as far as the beat, once again, that's my boy Slay. Shout out my dog Slay. Shout out Slay. And uh, but the crazy story about that song is just like that's a song I wrote. Uh, I kind of like it's weird because when I make music, it's kind of like in bursts. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? I, I try to like you know create every day and stuff like that, but. That's just not how it goes sometimes. You, you know? get writer's block. You're just human. You get writer's block and things like that. And uh, it's like, I just know, like, once I get into the flow and I'm in my bag, I just try to cook as much as I can. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was probably, like, song four out of, like, the six I had made. And, uh, like, just kind of, like, in the span of, like, that session and everything like that. And uh, I was just, like, you know, just kind of just talking about different topics and things like that. But uh, I liked it. And I liked the song when I first made it. And then just like over time, I was kind of like, mm, 
I don't know if I want to drop. See, nah, that shit is hard. That gotta be a but. I know it's not on the album, but you gotta make that like a bonus track or something. Yeah, see, that might be that might be the eleventh song. You know, what hell I'm yeah, because that song that song too tough. Like and you, you underselling crazy, it. And that's the crazy part. Like everybody, like the feedback I'm getting on it is totally opposite of what I was expecting. And see, that's good. And so, like, then let alone when I put, you know, I put the visual to it, it kind of like it kind of made me like, okay, yeah, let me. Let me go ahead and put the let me put this out. You know what I'm saying? Just something to let, hold on for a little tie bit. over, a little tie over, like, yeah, a little tie over until I drop. You know something else. And uh, this is kind of a side note, but it's just like uh, really the reason why it's uh, like the reason why I just kind of like really just pressed the button on it because I looked at the title and I looked and I just watched the video and it was like for some reason I thought about 106 in Park. And so, like, um, like it you know, does give that vibe, though. Now that you say that, and it's like, I can see it on the classic TRL 106 in Park, like music yeah, video, like slate. in the background, like on the screen. And so, like, it just made me like think about, like, um, you know, when they talk about certain artists, all the different screen, like all the different, uh, like footages and like different clips of like the artists and just like stuff like that, like they highlight real or whatever the case. Yeah. Is. And it was like, okay, uh, if I don't drop this, this is just to a degree hindering myself and like my supporters, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to put this shit out. I got to stop holding on to shit, you know what I'm saying? So I just like, uh, dropped it on a uh, day. Of, I shot it on my birthday, like the video. Dropped it a few days after that. And I was just like, like, once again, I dropped it. I ain't look at it. I just let it go. Alone and, and I'm getting the feedback that I'm getting on it, you know what I'm saying? And thankfully, you know, it's, it's good feedback, you know? Hell yeah. Okay, John, before we get, because we do this where we handle the business and then we talk, Rapid fire, and we get some 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 other questions outside of music. Tell the people where they can find your music at right now on streaming services and whatnot. Uh, you can find me on all platforms, any streaming platform. You know what I'm saying? That goes from Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, uh, Google Play. Uh, the list goes on. You feel me? Uh, just type in Josh Simmons, no space, J O S H S I M M O N S. You feel me? Uh, no space. Uh, I'm also gonna be having a, a website coming soon, but. You can uh, find me on all social media also at uh, just type in Josh Simmons. It's going to come up the link, every platform, social media platform, the link to my YouTube, music, uh, everything else in between. It's all there. So I'm just making it easy for y'all. Y'all click one button. Y'all got everything I got. Y'all go do that because right now, before the album come, before demo drop, we got Highlight, No Cap, Pressure, APE, No Signal, Medusa, Believer. We got, they got tracks out there. And I'm on Apple Music. Y'all go definitely check out Josh Simmons. No no space, just Josh Simmons on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, wherever you get it at. Y'all make sure y'all go check out my brother's music. All right, I got to ask you. All right. This is, this is where we get into some of the shit. I got to ask you. How, right. Talk to me about how complex Khan was freestyling for Nip, rest in peace, everything that happened. Because when I saw you do that, I was like, yo, this a big move. That shit, all right, bro. It's like, it's crazy because to this day, it's like. I know that felt unreal. It did. Like, I was in the moment and it was like, I was really just like, just spectating in my own body. If that That's makes the, sense. I, I know it does. When you do it's cool crazy. shit. Like when you do cool shit that you'll never believe, because I felt that way when I interviewed Chris Broussard from uh, Fox Sports One. When you when you sitting there and you, it's just like you're out of your body and shit, and your your body's just going. Watch it go. Just yeah, and you yeah. and you're just doing you, and it's like it's crazy because only I feel like 
only when it's something you're passionate about, whether it's like a doctor in surgery, a lawyer in a trial, an NBA player in a basketball game, a rapper performing. Like, it's when you love something that you're passionate about, that's the only time you have those moments. So I relate to that 100%. Like, yeah, and it was like, really like all that, like in that whole moment, all that I'm saying in my head is like, I don't know, it might sound crazy, but in my head, I'm like, eat. eat. Yeah. Yes! That's all that I'm saying in my head. I'm so happy you wasn't saying don't fuck up because the fact that you're saying eat, it's like, nah, nigga, murder, kill. Yeah, like, destroy these niggas. Like, yeah, I'll fuck with that. So it was like, um, you know, the crazy thing is I wasn't even supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was actually supposed to go back to the hotel, but I was as I was leaving, I heard somebody say freestyle, da 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 freestyle. So, you know, my radar go off. Okay, like, let me keep... Let me see what that's about. You know, I go over there, you know, they got like Smoke Perp, Adam 22, like all these type of dudes there and stuff like that. And um, Danny Lay, 24 Golden. Shout out 24 Golden, bro. You need to take me back, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, like all of them was there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we started off, it was like three people and uh, it was like round one. And like, they just basically put on a beat the shit that I hated, it was like inside of this glass box. I saw that. Yeah, and so the speaker was outside and we were inside the box. Yeah, so it's like the beat was like off and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, weird. Yeah, but they had like smoke perp standing by the screen, like by the glass. And so everybody just recording. And I'm just like, okay, so all right. It's that just, time. I go into a mode where it's like, I just kind of like, I'm on my Kobe shit. Like, I'm yes. like, I'm just like I'm destroying. It's your moment. Care. It's like we got. It's it's um, like, like it's like killer be eaten. It's like it's time to like, step up. This is the moment that you've been waiting for this whole time. Now let's go. You know what I'm saying, yes, sir. Uh, they played. What beat was that? They played two beats. They played um a smoke perp beat. I forgot the uh, the beat of it or whatever, but. I started floating on it, started rapping. Everybody, once I saw everybody go like, hey, I'm like, all right, I got it. So I know what time it is, yeah. Yeah, so I just started like, you know, floating, floating. And uh, I won the first round. Uh, they told me, come back tomorrow. Complex was like a two-day event or whatever. No, three-day event, I apologize. And uh, so then after that, came back the next day. That's when they had Nip in there. Like, But I didn't see Nip at first. It was just like, uh, it was me, Yes Jules, 24K, that's what I was going against. And uh, I, I forget the other guy's name, but he was actually pretty good. He had a beanie on, but um, yeah. And it was like a few other artists in there and everything like that, cameramen and everything like that. So they talking, people smoking, all that stuff like that. Then Nipsey just walk in. I don't notice who it is at first because he got on all red. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Nip ain't got no all red on. Red on, like, yeah. You know I mean? So, and then I like, you know, I'm chilling. Then I turn around and everybody's just like looking like this way. So I turn around, I'm like, that's him. Yeah. And so uh, my manager at the time uh, said a few words to him, like, hey, you know, you know, I fuck with you. You know, just like, just kind of just just saying, like, giving his respects towards Nip and everything yeah. like that. And then uh, they played, they, no, Nip was like, all right, uh, I want straight freestyle. Like, I just want, I want his own bars, da 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 And uh, so one of the guys started rapping. You could tell off the rip it was a written, you know what I'm mm. saying? And that's when he went wrong. Nip was kind of like, you writing this, you know what I'm and like everybody else was kind of like, uh, like they could tell. Then uh, my boy 24K went, you know, he did his thing or whatever. Then when I went on, I'm like, okay, I'm about to I'm really freestyling this, yeah, freestyling, like you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about his shirt he got on. I'm talking about uh, Danny Lay shoes, like you know what I'm saying. I'm 
And then I'm just also talking about just, I'm just rapping. Like the crazy thing is I don't remember everything I said because to a degree, I low-key blacked out. Like no, I, was I understand. Just, like, it was it was just that moment. Yeah, I just like I just went in. And then all I know is like at the end they was like, uh they asked the crowd who they think won. They picked me and like how how wait, it just didn't, real quick. It didn't process yet. Yeah, like, how was that moment where it's like, okay, you just you you go into zero dark thirty, LeBron, Kobe, <laughs> Mamba, Black Mamba, killing <laughs> shit. You kill in front of Nip, and then all of a sudden you just stand in there and they say who wins, and you hear Josh Simmons. What's that feeling like? Like it's crazy because at that moment it hit, but it didn't really hit me yet. It was I got something you. like because I was still in that mode, like all right, like I'm still I'm like, still like, killing, I'm yeah. Like, what's next? Like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing I could say, like, uh, about me that I don't even feel like I'm bragging on. I just feel like that's me. I just, I be on some, like, when it's time, it's time out of my my zone. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I'm I'm locked in, you know? But, um, so, I'm just in my zone. And after I win, I say, fuck complex. I walked to the hotel. I said, I'm a, I'm leaving. I don't know what's going on right now. Did I really just do this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And as I'm like, the hotel was across the street from the center or whatever. And uh, as I'm walking, I just started, tears just started falling down my face. Like I just started okay. crying. And I'm just like, bro, I just did that. Like I just did that. Like, okay, I just did, like this is happening. I just did that. You know, I want studio time and all this stuff like that. And uh, I went to the hotel where my dad was at. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I just wrapped the milk. And I just and won. I, yes, I, I, man. You know what I'm saying? I just won. And he was Fuck like, yeah. What? You know, we started celebrating, you know, had a good time, you know, things like that. And uh, that's just, one of the moments where I know your moms and brother was looking, it was there with you in that with, crowd. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, like, I, I feel like that's really what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was really just a blessing because that's when I was, you know. That's why them tears fell, bro. Like 100. Yeah. Now that you tell me that, like, nah, that's that's some spiritual special shit, like for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you shared this with us. And it's like, uh, that was the time when you know I was going through like you know grieving and like everything very heavily. You know what I'm saying? And and just like the words that Nip told me was just like, yeah, bro, like you got it. Like you got to keep going. Yes, I sir. Even, I don't even have much more to tell you. He you was got just, it. Like, Basically, he was like, I see it. Like, I'm looking at you. I see it. And it's just like, just from just the fact that he telling me that, like, I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm, I, I heard him, but like, you know what I'm saying? I'm still in that mode. So I like, I'm hearing him, but I'm still on go. Like, okay, I hear you. But as I'm walking back, I'm just like replaying that moment in my head. And I'm like, bro, this, this is, this is for me. Like, yeah, this is what I'm here for, you know what I'm saying? Like, that solidified it for you. Like, yo, yeah. this is what I'm doing. It's not just about chipping away, getting that diamond fully showing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one hundred percent. Fuck, bro. I'm so proud of you for that. That's fucking amazing. Hell yeah. to the yeah. Okay, so that happens. We get all that. Uh, next, <clears throat> next question. I want to go with it. What being that you from Louisiana, mm-hmm. gumbo or crawfish? Oh shit. See, that's two different vibes. So, I just, which one? You only get choose one. One. Di- let me put it like this. One disappears forever. You. Ugh. All right. I I'm have to say. Ooh, see, my mama had the best gumbo, and like gumbo ain't hit the same after. So I'm gonna say I go with crawfish. I bet. Go gumbo or boudin? Gumbo. All right. All right. Well, then that 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 kind of said that that says the 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 chain. All right. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go? Uh, honestly, 
the crazy thing is, I like somewhere just, I just never been. Like my whole like goal is really just like just experiencing new stuff. Like you know what I'm saying. Life it don't matter like, where, just new places. New places. I want to try something new. Like because like when you do new things, it, it you know what I'm saying. Like what you do now dictates your future. Like if that makes sense. You know what I'm yes, saying. Yes, sir. You find new foods now. And, you trying new things is gonna open up doors later down the line in your future. If you uh oh, I don't want to eat an avocado. Uh, I don't like avocados. And then you know what I'm saying. You, you like, never know what that could lead to. Like it's that's something small, but just like no, you know I get that, and and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier. Talk to me just about how how important it is to always take the chance of doing stuff that it leads you to your goal. Because to me, when I think of it. It's like that moment where you were like, okay, I wasn't invited to this, but I'm going to just go because I don't know what could happen. It's like, you don't know what could happen unless you try. The worst you could get told is no. And there's nothing wrong with being told no. Talk to me about taking chances and how important that is. Okay. Uh, just really like- Because that's what you did, honestly, with that complex. You you bet on yourself and you got lucky. They told you yes and you executed. Yeah. Uh, it's really just like, we at the point, bro, it's like, you really have like, you have nothing to lose but everything to gain. You know That's what I'm saying? That's a fact. So it's like, I just try to like, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of anything, I just just put myself on the line because it's like, you never know what could come out of this. Uh, you uh, just, you know what I'm saying? This is the thing. The days that Kobe didn't feel like going hoop and he went go hoop, that made him better. Not him shooting 300 shots every day. Yes, you know what sir. I'm the days when you that, don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? The days you don't feel like it, the days you don't want to do it, those are the days you're making the most improvement. Those are the days you're making the most, like, is most beneficial towards you. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to, like, keep those things in mind, even if, you know what I'm saying, uh, like, the, the complex situation. Uh, I'm not here to rap. I'm here to uh, have a good time. But yeah, you're on, vac- you on vacation. But on that vacation, I-, but I heard that, hey, it's time to work now. Like, you never know what could come out of any situation. And it's like, who am I to just be like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm not in a situation where I could be like, oh, oh, fuck it, I'm good. Yeah, because that, that's the universe giving, like, like the way I look at it is like the universe, God, whatever you believe in, gives you these moments where it's like, I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the choice. And it may not seem like, it may not seem like, oh, this is the dub sack that I intended, but. It can you, open if, to that. Exactly. If you take that leap of faith and have, and believe in yourself, that opportunity may be the one that you've been waiting for this whole time. Um, exactly, exactly. It's really about how bad you want it, you know what I'm saying? You got to put things on the line. You got to risk things, you know what I'm saying? And with this, like, especially with the, the industry and, like, the, the lane that I'm going in, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's either all or nothing, you know what yes, I'm saying? So that's a fact. That is a fucking fact. I got to get this shit my own, like, regardless of what it is. You know what I'm Hell saying? yeah. Oh, I'm, people I'm in the crowd. To a thousand people in the crowd, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give them the show regardless. You feel me? I'm, so. I'm loving this conversation. Artists, creatives, if you're a lawyer trying to be a doctor, trying to go to med school, this is important. Everything we're saying can it it doesn't just retain to music or creatives, it goes across the board. Like you gotta take yeah. you gotta bet on yourself because the worst you could get told is no. Next question I got for you: favorite movie, favorite TV show. Uh it's crazy because. I'm not the most cultured on the movies. Okay, so you're not a big movie TV guy. No, no this is the thing, though. I like movies. All I right. Just, like, I just got, uh, like, my black card revoked because I ain't seen certain movies. Like, I just seen Set It Off, like, a week ago. Like, oh, bro, that's not something that you revoked your black no, for. Set no, It Off? I, I haven't seen Friday. 
Oh, now that's something. Okay, you know now, that, like, now that's something you got to do, Josh. You know what I mean? like, like, I'm not gonna revoke your card, but you got to do that. Like you, you too like, old to not have seen Friday. Have baked in like all these type of movies. Like I haven't seen, but like you know, I seen Minister Society, Boys in the Hood. Okay, you know, I seen Belly. Like I seen. See, painful. No. All right. Well, look. Next time we talk, by the time the album come out, you gotta have seen Painful and Friday. Say less. Say less. Because those two, I don't care if I set it off on them other, but those are like cultural icons. Yeah, that's how I felt about Belly. Like Belly is something that you gotta watch. Like you gotta. That's watch. a fact. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So give us some of your favorite movies that you've watched. Favorite TV shows. Uh, favorite movies. Uh, I'm gonna just say since I was a kid, Drumline, you know, it hit classic. Uh, you know that movie Nick did, Love Don't Uh Love Don't Cost a Thing. Cost a thing. Underrated a classic. Oh yeah, that was underrated that was, classic. Uh, I guess I'm gonna say one more movie like Mike. For classic. some reason, like Mike hit. It just it hit different. Classic. Um, and then also just as far as TV shows, you know, I like the Boondocks. Uh, Great, what greatest American anime of all time and yeah. greatest adult cartoon, man. I yeah. love the Boondocks. Uh, Rick and Morty. Classic. Uh, Everybody Hates Chris. You know what I'm saying? Just Classic. Like, that's like, those are like, those like my movies, my, my TV shows. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Pootie Tang. That's a good movie. Too. Like, <laughs> Fuck yeah. Movie. I just got to say it. Like, Fuck Tang. yeah. I love them choices. Okay, but you got to, next pod, you got to see Paid in Full and Friday. Okay. Painful than Friday. I'm gonna yeah, write you got to. Them, them tools are just important. Hell yeah. And I'm gonna give you some more suggestions next time. But that's all we need to do for right now. Painful <laughs> Friday. Get them two done. We good. All right. So uh, next thing I want to ask you. Um, shit, there's so much shit I wanted to ask you. Oh, um, let me not lose it. Don't lose it. You got this. Pull it, pull it out. I'm a uh okay. So you were uh we're talking about. Shit, I think I done lost it. All right, we, we, I'm, it's gonna come back to me because it, it's something that I, I I had to get out get off to ask you. But okay, um, let's see. Oh no, I got it. I got it. Hmm. Talk to me about the Baton Rouge music scene. Talk to me about how how you feel it's grown. How you feel about the scene itself? Because when you think of Baton Rouge music, people automatically think of three things: the Boosie you- Webby era, the Gates era, and the Young Boy era. But I think with People like you, Michael Armstead, Jaira, uh, Cole 45, and what Old Spanish and them are doing. Uh, mm. I'm not, I'm not gonna forget what Jose Xavier doing, what, what uh, Swigger's doing, what uh, uh, Jazz oh. Bandito, with everybody in Baton Rouge that's not a part of that turn up classic BR scene. We're seeing yeah. so many different styles of rap, and, and mm. I just think BR to me, more so, and, and I know New Orleans people don't get upset to me. About this, but I just think Baton Rouge, in terms of Louisiana, from Lake Charles to to Lafayette to New Orleans, I think BR might have the most rich culture scene out right now, just with diversity. Like and more ma- substance, yeah, like more and, and and that's no disrespect to New Orleans, Lafayette, because I think no, no, no. I think I think shout Louisiana. Out boy, shout out my boy, all of, you know what I'm saying. Shout out all my dogs in New Orleans. Shout out my boy. I think uh, Louisiana, honestly, is is Louisiana next up. It. Like that, Louisiana is the state that's once one person blows. We gonna Everybody get just a wave, bubble. yeah. So, what do you like, think about the BR scene? Uh, as far as the BR scene, uh, like you said, uh, to add on top of you, what you're saying, I feel like you know, uh, it's really just like uh, we just we we a pot that's boiling right now, you know what I'm saying? And eventually, it's gonna boil over, um, you know what I'm saying? Because we got plenty of different lanes, different styles, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, over the time, 
you know what I'm saying? Like the VR scene has grown completely, you know what I'm saying? From, you know what I'm saying? Just the, just from the environment, just like how the support has grown, you know what I'm saying? How pe- more people are starting to show support, more people are starting to show love, you know what I'm saying? And then just also just the, the content that we're putting out is starting to get better. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Better. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not just people putting out songs. Like, they're actually putting out... It was only one group of people that could relate to the music that was coming out mainstream-wise. Now it's like, like you said, I got the suburban kids and the hood kids. It's not just not just hood niggas in the trap, gangster niggas that can relate to Boosie and Gates and Young Boys. Like, y'all got the nerds, the backpackers, the goths. Like, yeah. y'all got every table at the high school coming come and eat at y'all, at y'all lunchroom. Thanks. It's like, so, you know... When it's like it's artists like you know like us, you know what I'm saying, like Kodasag, you know what I'm saying, like you know like uh the whole Black Cypress Collective, you know what I'm saying, just like yep. the whole you know, stuff like that. Then we got you know the the people like you know Vintage Ripper and you know uh Jizzle and Doe uh, Dollars and you know what I'm saying, just like DQ and like that that lane of rap, you know what I'm saying. Then we got the you know what I'm saying the alternative style, you know we got like you know uh Jay with the fade uh Satya and like. You know what I'm saying? All these other type of like lanes. We have like, it's just endless, you know what I'm saying? Just the different pockets and different things that we have, you know? I just, the only thing about the BR scene, I just wish we was more like uh, like Atlanta to a degree. Okay. Like, and by that, I mean uh, in Atlanta, there's no such thing as a local rapper. You know? Mm, okay. You want to move that stigma, get, get away from that stigma of local rapper. It's like, it's not even get rid of it, but it's just the fact of like, you know what I'm saying? When people say that, like, subconsciously, they don't realize that they're, like, low-key to a degree, like... Degrading themselves. Degrading them or, like, low-key trying to put you in a box. Like, yep. oh, yeah, but slept on. No, I'm not slept on. I just haven't got the right uh, rollout and uh, promotion to be seen yes, by sir. everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not like, a local artist. Because if I go to Seattle and I uh, do another show in Seattle and uh, they hear my music, these niggas gonna think that, uh, hey, bro, this nigga next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's, like... We got to get rid of that, you know what I'm saying? And then also just the fact of, you know what I'm saying, showing the love and showing the support. Like, we don't, we do, but it's only, people only show love to what they see as moving and what's gaining traction. We don't just be like, fuck the views, this is good shit. Hey, I fuck with that. We just support quality, yeah. Hey, they don't have, this is the thing about Baton Rouge, they have people that will bump your music, but when they see you, won't tell you anything at all. And that's that crab in the bucket mentality. We got to get rid of that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that in other cities. It wasn't like that in Chicago. It wasn't like that in Atlanta. Not and like I think that that's Florida. what hold Louisiana back. Because honestly, if we were all like, yo, Lafayette fucks with BR, BR fucks with Nola, Nola fucks with Lafayette, it would, yeah. it, we would blow. Bro, you know how much, how much fucking, bro. There's so much talent in Louisiana. So it's nuts. Money in Louisiana right now. Like, like the fact that Frank Ocean had to leave Louisiana to go to LA and and be like an LA nigga for two years and then exactly. blow up. It just Love shows like it just shows like we got to support each other. We have to. Exactly. And then like you know even when you said like Gates and stuff like that, Gates was getting love, but when he did that that fake Young Money deal, that's when everybody, hey, hey, that nigga Gates doing shit, young, brother. Yeah. You know I'm saying it's like. It's sad to say. You gotta get like, over that stigma. Yeah, no, you're right. You are absolutely right. It's just like people don't appreciate things until somebody else gives it that validation. And we, we, we as Louisiana's like, I, my most pop, like, I, I shouldn't be biggest in Dallas or Houston, like Houston. Like my number shouldn't come from your your biggest uh, fan base shouldn't come from New York, Seattle, or wherever. It should be come yeah. from here. But the thing is, we don't support us until we get that cosign from elsewhere. And that and that's something we definitely have to change. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Thinking at my stats, I got like most of my views coming from up north. You feel me? And like, see, that's a, that's something we gotta fix. We got to got to fix that. Crazy. I know more people out here than I do over there. So why they tapped in more than y'all are? You know, but. It's just that's just how it goes, you know what I'm saying? And, and and that's why this platform is is here to do this because I feel we gotta change it because there's too much talent and we shouldn't we shouldn't be forced to go somewhere else to make it. We shouldn't. Right. But I feel like this is the thing though. The fact that we are, you know what I'm saying, from here and you know what I'm saying, and especially if you make it out of here, you can you can make it anywhere. Anywhere. That's a and, fact. And that's a like, fucking fact. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I just I just kinda excuse me, I'm sorry, but uh I just feel like with like with that being said, like being from Louisiana, it gives us a different view, a different mentality. Chip on your shoulder. Carry ourselves different, you know what I'm saying? Like young boy at the top of the game for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit like all plays a role in uh I feel like our culture though, you know? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And the final question we ask everybody, if you're the writer, director, producer to the Josh Simmons movie, how do you want the movie to end? How do I want the movie to end? Yes, sir. Uh, I want uh everyone that's in the movie and uh everybody that's a part of the movie uh that I have a connection with or love for to uh be happy and full of abundance, you feel me? Uh and be uh spiritually and mentally uh aligned with themselves, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I just want, you know what I'm saying? I just want the best for like everybody, you feel me? And as cliche as it may sound, you know what I'm saying? I do what I do to inspire, you feel me? Like whether, you know what I'm saying? I just want, I just want niggas to get up their ass. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's like, oh, he did that, that's so tight. Oh, maybe I could do it. Or, oh, he doing that, fuck this nigga. I'm finna uh, do this. Either way it go, I'm getting you off your ass. That's my whole point and my whole goal. I want what's best for anybody. Uh, if it is your first and last time tuning in to my music. Hey, I wish you the best. I hope this song gave you something that you can use for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And with this movie, I want it to inspire and I want it to uh, spark them to, you know what I'm saying, want to be happy, want to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, goal-driven and, you know what I'm saying, ambitious and just all those things like that, man. You feel me? Hell yeah, uh, that's a great ending to the movie. Man, Josh, this has been a long time coming. I'm so it. It happened at the right time, and it was perfect, and this was wonderful. And when it, when it, when demo drops, we will do an extensive breakdown of that album, and we Hell will have yeah. you back here, brother. Thank you so much for coming on this show, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, uh, you already know. You already know it's love. Like I told you off air, you basically family, so you already know hey, the deal. Real shit, real shit. Hell hey, yeah. We got to, you know. We, we gonna chop it up. Yeah. We gonna chop it up for sure. Tell the people uh, where they can find you at on social media. Uh, you can find me on all platforms at joshsimmons.cds. Uh, you know what I'm saying? On Twitter, it uh, CDS underscore Josh Simmons. SoundCloud, Josh Simmons. Uh, Facebook, Josh Simmons. And uh, SoundCloud, uh, I mean, not SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and everything else. Just Josh get- Simmons, no space. Josh Simmons, no space. You feel me? Don't forget that. And uh, that's really it. That's where you can find me. Uh, that's it. Hell yeah. With that being said, let's get into the second interview of this pod with Chris Jones. want to say thank you to Josh Simmons for coming on the show. It is time for our second interview of the week. And this was one that I was like, yo, am I putting this on our movie podcast? I was like, that has a that has a big audience. But 
I felt that this was one that needed to be on the main show. It needed to be something that received recognition to the highest degree. I have on the show comedian, writer, director, just all around talented guy, Chris Jones. Chris, how are you doing, my brother? I'm doing well, guy. I appreciate you for having me here. I'm, 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 I'm excited, guy, to talk and dig into this thing. So I'm glad you uh, got me on the show. Hell yeah, brother. I'm excited as well. Are you from, first off, let me start this off. Are you from Lafayette? No, I'm actually from Baton Rouge. So I'm, okay. I'm right down the street. Yeah. So what got you to Lafayette? School? School. 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 Came here in uh, 2012 when I started at UL uh, in the moving image arts department. And then I graduated in 16. Uh, and I just didn't go back home. I just stayed here. So here I am, two, 2020. You know, it's been eight years, eight years. Yeah. And Hell I'm yeah. So, okay, so for people out there that don't know, the reason why we have you here, you've made a film by the name of Pearl Motel. You guys can get the film now. Let me tell y'all where it's at because I want to, at chrisjonesofficial.com, the movie is for free. It's called Pearl Motel. What got you, just to, just to start this off, so you came to UL for theater, and for I know you, for film, for film, and I know you yeah. make Instagram comedy. So yeah. what what got you into being a comedian or wanting to make comedies and being a director and writing films and making movies. What got you into that? I mean, God, I mean, it goes way back to when I was young. Um, uh, growing up, you know, in elementary school, the grade school, you know, was always uh, what some might consider like the class clown, you know. Um, I, I would call the class clown. <laughs> but, you know, because uh, I, I never took away from, from what was happening, but okay. I, I was always like the comedic element. And so, I, I kind of noticed that and like took advantage of that as, as a young age. Uh, and by the time I got to, to middle school, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to be an actor. I want to do what Eddie Murphy do. I want to do what, you know, Martin Lawrence do, you know? And so that's what my mind was. And so um, right around high school was about the time that, you know, I figured that I enjoyed the backside of filmmaking more than being on the front side. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of how I transitioned into filmmaking, but still keeping in mind that, you know, I, I knew I was funny. I knew I could do all this stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take that and bring that to the stage. You know, I do my filmmaking and then, you know, I, I'll just bring, bring that, that love for comedy and to make people laugh and, and just bring that to the stage. And that's kind of how I got into that. Okay. 100%. Now is the, is the comedy, a side hustle because being that when you say you want to be behind the camera, you can tell with a work like, like promo tell, but you still do your Instagram comedy. So how do you give me like the balance of it? It ain't no balance guy. Okay. I'm still, I'm still struggling with it. You know, <laughs> it's a, it's a side hustle, uh, you know, especially when I do my gigs and stuff and travel as a comedian or uh, when I have the opportunity, uh, you know, but I, I think as far as full time, I'm pursuing my filmmaking. Got you. And so, um, you know, I, I hate to say it's one of those things to what, whatever pops off first, because I don't want to think like that. I, re- I want to be real strategic about what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm not opposed to, you know, doing stand up comedy full time if that opportunity opens up for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I get uh, what you're saying. Like your goal is focused on being a filmmaker. But if the stand up comedy pops off, you're going to run with it. I, I relate to that 100 percent because like my goal, making media, making content, making podcasts, making making this, but also on the side, got production, writing scripts and whatnot. So I see, yeah, what, yeah. like, whichever one happens first, we're going to rock with, but the main goal is filmmaking. That's it. That's it. Hell yeah. So before we get into the film, talk to me about your inspirations as a director, as a screenwriter. 
Yeah, yeah, guy. I, it's interesting because uh, it's ever evolving. You know what I'm saying? And, and and so I think making Pearl Motel kind of gave me that jump start to know what direction I wanted to move in. Um, because you know, I, I, I'm fan. We're living in a real interesting time in cinema yes, where uh, where we as black people are or taking more control, you know, they, they're not giving us more control, but we taking it, you know what I'm saying? And so um, I, I just, it's a real interesting time to be a young filmmaker and coming up in this era because personally, artistically, I want to be able to take advantage of this era that we're living in, you know? Got to, it's the um, Wild West right now. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. And so we're talking about filmmakers like Ryan Coogler and, and Ava, Ava DuVernay, you know what I'm saying? Who, yes, sir. Uh, these guys are real strategic in, in, in the mission and the voice that they're putting out there. And so I, I think that's how I'm moving. That's how I'm trying to move. That's what it's inspiring me, at least, you know? Uh, you know, following behind these cats and, and just not making stuff just to make it. You know what I'm saying? But just trying to be real strategic about what I'm putting out there with, with, with my filmmaking, so. Got you. There's a purpose behind it. Yes, indeed. Yes, now, indeed. Now, let me ask you, being that I'm looking at this film, I watched it, I review film, I, like I said, I write film. I want to ask you if, I, if, I'm, if I'm close to what you was going for with Pearl Motel. When it's I watch Pearl Motel, I think there's two things I see. We get the main storyline with, uh, and let me, I don't want to miss any of the characters' names, so let me... Uh, hey, yeah, God, say, say what you say, and, and I come in and fill in the rest. Hell yeah. Okay, so with the main character... We're dealing with the trauma of her experiencing her mom allowing her to be sexually assaulted and raped as a prostitute. She's mm -hmm. dealing with that trauma. Then I feel there's another layer of it of black people as a whole dealing with the trauma of having our loved ones allow us to be sexually assaulted, abused, raped. There's that layer of it. Then we look at it from the man perspective of Lance, who is upset because he didn't do anything about said trauma, thus putting trauma on him and the trauma of not wanting to end up like his father. Am I off with that? You right on it, guy. Hey, that, hey, you right on it, guy. That's it. That's it. Um, when, when I wrote this script, I, did, I wasn't thinking about any of that in my first draft of the script. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I saw something and I kind of built the story around that. And I think... Uh, if, if any filmmakers are listening to this, I think the most important part is, you know, your first draft is not your final draft. And in my case, my 20th draft was not my final draft. You got to write and rework and rework and rework that thing. And that's how I was able to find all those moments that you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I think you right on it. it Guy, you gave me goosebumps the fact that you even, that you even, you know. That's, why, that's what I do, man. That's why, that's what I do. Like, you know, if I, if I, yeah. can't, if I can't get it, it get you that, and then I'm not good at what I do. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so, appreciate that, guy. So what, what, uh, brought, what brought forth this story? Because this story is so compelling. Just to let the people know, I do think you need to all go watch it. But just to give you an idea, if you haven't seen it, the film starts off, like I said, with this young girl. By the way, phenomenal actress. Everybody in here, phenomenal actress. But I was, Thoroughly impressed by the little girl because child actors are hard to come by mm -hmm. good children mm -hmm. actors. So mm -hmm. we start off with her seeing her on the bed. I'm like, okay, her mom's getting her dress. What's her mom getting her dress for? And then it goes to, I believe, adult her before we see the action that brought it about. So we see her with the pearls. We go to adult her. We found out adult her is a prostitute. Then we get the flashback to her mom allowing her to be abused and raped and uh, for money. 
And then it goes through about her Cardi being a, a dude. I think it's funny. <laughs> I saw see that's the first thing I thought of. She Cardi beat him. Then we get she's all right, she's about to do it again with this guy, Lance, but Lance recognized her as the boy inside of the uh place where she was raped. And then we go through their trauma, their experiences, and then we uh the movie just goes with her questioning her ideas of should she continue doing this and whatnot. What brought you forth of this story wanting to tell? this particular story? What would influence you to, to make this story? And when you're writing it, what makes you be like, okay, I'm gonna write this story about a prostitute who wants to get out of the game, but the reason why she's a prostitute is not the reason why you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Um, I knew early on that I wanted to make something real. And I knew early on that I wanted to make a, a gritty truth. You know what I'm saying? Got like, you. like it's gritty, but it's it's it's, it's real. Truth. It's yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? And so we're not making just, something dark just to make it dark. It's dark because this is something that really yeah. happens in real world. It's yeah. a, it could almost be viewed as a horror story. Yeah, yeah, it really can. If you spin it like that, and you know what? And I'm so glad you picked up on uh, you know, what's happening to Lance too, because that that's just as important. He's crucial. You know? No, he's very crucial to this working. Yeah, uh, so so I'll tell you what. When, the first thing I saw when I approached this script was I saw little Octavia running out of the house and older Octavia watching it happen. That was an impactful you know moment. And so, and so when I approached the script, that was the very first thing I saw, the very first visual. And so I just began to build the pieces around that. You know, why is younger Octavia running out of this house? You know what I'm saying? And, Got you. And then most importantly... Why is old Octavia seeing this, you know, have, having this moment and seeing this? And so, um, you know, if, everything just kind of added up to, to build this story. You know, the, the time period, you know, why, why set it in in this time period and everything. And so um, I, I just felt like with, with what I saw in, in, in the initial visual and the end product, like that was just that was just me piecing things together you know, as I got it. And that's kind of how this story just evolved, you know? And so once I had my foundation and my background, that's when I start to fill in like, okay, how can, how can I make this not just kind of dark and gritty, but then how can I add my poetic moments in there? The and so that's, you know, that's how we come in with our poetic moments and, and, and what the pearls mean and, 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 and what the, why she's wearing the short hair and it, you know, every, everything means something, you know what I'm saying? And so really and truly to answer your question, it was just time, you know, it, 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 time really gave it to me. You know what I'm saying? It just took time. I just had to put something on the paper and then let time work on me and work on the script and, and work on the voice. You know what I'm saying? 100%. What did the, uh, the the short hair and the pearls mean to you? Because I was wondering, was she sick? Was it that she had like, you know, some AIDS or something going on in that time period? Or was that just, was that just stress and just the being in the grind constantly in this, in this dark place? And it's like, she, it's, it's not that she lost her hair because she's sick. No, it's just due to stress and just this, this worldliness and just having these miles put on you of just hard times. You know what got the, I think I think the wardrobe and the hair and makeup was was more of a character choice. Okay. Uh, you know when when you think about Octavia, older Octavia, you know she, she she's very much in control. 
damn near, damn near a good part of the movie. You know, you know, yeah. she she goes to the bar. She's preying on these men. She's bringing them back. She's drugging them. She, you know, she's doing all of these things. She is the the predator amongst a, a bunch of prey in, in this bar. And so, you know, and, and so we we put her in these, you know, these short sleeve shirts and these pants and these the short hairstyle. And it's really a dominant hairstyle. You know, it's a very not to say that she's masculine, but it's a it's a masculine, you know, uh, silhouette. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying of, of her. And then we have this moment this really turning moment for her when, when she is, uh, have this moment with Lance outside of the motel room. And then we see her in the long hair and the dress. And, and the only other time we see Octavia like that is when she's a, when she's a she's child. Strong, and, yeah. and so it, it's just, just this moment of vulnerability, you know, bringing her back to that childhood place that, 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 that sense of being not in control, you know, very vulnerable and unsure of what's happening. So I think that that's what I was going for as far as that short hair and the long hair and the dress and, and what have you. Do you feel that Octavia and Lance find solace or get past this trauma in the 20 minutes that happen after this? Mm. Or, or in however long, in their lives, in mm. after what we see in Motel, does Octavia and Lance find happiness. Maybe not with together, maybe yeah. not with each other like a couple how the, the cliche, I don't want to say cliche because if they did, that's cool, but yeah. do they just find happiness outside of this after seeing each other and being forced to face this trauma that they've been through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting as hell to think about. Um, I, I'm going to answer that by saying this. A lot of people, a lot of people ask me what happens after the final scene of Motel. Uh, I, number one, it's a short film, but number two, it's, it's such an ambiguous ending. And I did that it on is. purpose. Um, uh, but in, in my mind, Permotel is, is as much as of a conclusion as I can come up with. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I think I think in that, in that universe, it's very likely that Lance and Octavia, you know, couldn't reconcile that relationship. I mean... If if I was Octavia in that situation, the the moment I was able to gain control and have that 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 moment of forgiveness and 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 liberation, I would say deuces. I would I would fucking leave. I would say yeah. goodbye to the. You know what I'm saying? Like like fuck the old life. I'm on to new. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and that's why I'm saying like they. I feel like they Octavia as a person after she's done with this, she's confronted it. I feel like she finds solace in herself. It's like the first yeah, time where yeah, she looks yeah. inward and it's like, I'm not looking outward like yeah. for, for, for solace and for help. I want to look inward in mine. And then I think for Lance, it's forgiving yourself for being a like, that's the thing. They were both children. And as a child, when you see something, you're not in control of being able to, cha to change that. So it's the idea of forgiving yourself for something you couldn't control. So I, yeah. I, that's what I'm like. Do they find happiness? Maybe not with each other, but outside of each other. That's it. In, inside that's it. themselves, personally. That's it. That's it. I, I think that's what I think that's what would happen. If, if that was to be a promo tale part two, you know what I'm saying? And, and both of the, those people were part of the timeline. Uh, that there's a very good chance that that, that timeline wouldn't even cross. It'll be two different, you know, sequences of events. You know what I'm saying? But but that's true. I mean, I think I think. It, Lance was too busy trying to find forgiveness from Octavia when he sh when he should have been, you know, trying to figure out what that internal thing was with it's himself. Him. Yeah, and, and, and that that was another big thing that I think sometimes even I forget in Permotel. You know, 
there, there's the obvious issues that's going on, but then there's like this idea of like generational curses and and like yes, that's what I loved about not it. taking on what your parents put down, you know, not picking that up, and and we and that's what Lance is dealing with in in those moments of the film, and so. Yeah, he he got to work on that before he could even try to even <laughs> before somebody else, I can yeah. give him a chance, nigga. You got to go in and, and figure that shit out for yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. And I loved how they both, I think both impactful moments. And I think Octavia flipped it on him. But when he, Lance is like, you don't want to end up like your mom. And when she runs up and slaps him, but then when she hits him with, you don't want to end up like your dad, nigga. I, both, both, both really, really impactful moments. I feel like that's, Screen like I feel like that screenwriter crack. Like when you do the first one, it's like, oh wait, I'm about to yeah. give you niggas another hit in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, I knew I had one with that one. You know what I'm saying? And it's the truth that, and I, I appreciate I appreciate you for even even picking up on that stuff, guy. Because when I tell you, um, it took a long time to find those moments. You know what I'm saying? And so, but it's the it's the it's the truth. It's the truth. You know. Uh, Octavia said it best, you know, you walk into those, that motel room just like all those other guys, you yes, know, you did. Like, like you are part of the problem. And so wh- whether whether you intended on it or not, you are part of the issue. And so yep. that, that's something that's something that you have to evaluate for yourself. You know, I, I can't be a part of that healing because I'm too busy trying to heal my damn self. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. One hundred percent. How long did it take you to write the script? Um, I, I'll paint this. I'll paint this timeline for you. So, so Permotel was actually my senior capstone for school. Okay, so I made it my senior year. I wrote it. I wrote it as part of a screenwriting uh, class my junior year, right? Okay. So if you can imagine, I started on it the spring of my junior year. I decided that summer that it was going to be my capstone, and then I went into production my senior year. So, uh, and I wrote all the way up until the the filming, which happened the following year after it was after it was written so um so when you look at that timeline i i wrote per motel for an entire year making drafts and drafts and drafts if you can imagine the first draft of per motel lance and octavia ends up together okay. you know so so that tells you how how far it, it's come and so yeah from from spring what what would that be spring 15 to spring 16 full writing writing yeah how hard is it as a screenwriter to tell yourself, like, look, we got to get back in the lab. We got to rework it. Like, talk to me about that as a writer, just constantly forcing yourself to like, yo, we got to rework this. We got to rework this. We got to rework this and yeah. tell you, when did you know, like, okay, enough is enough? God, you know what? I honestly think it's the opposite for me. Okay. I, I, I think, I don't think it's telling myself, okay, I need to go in, back to, into the lab and rework it. For me, it's telling myself, okay, it's time to stop. You know what I'm saying? Got like, you. there's enough going into the lab. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, even I, I'm even running into that right now with the script I'm working on now, where it's like, okay, I can I can work this into the day I die. I can find new ways to work this into the day I die. How do you become satisfied with the work? And so, um, I, I think with Per Motel. Uh, in that instance, it, it I think time worked out in my favor. It was like I ran out of time. I, it was nothing else to do. You know, it w- it was time to film. And so, um, like I said, and and even then, it wasn't over. I, you know, I, I was still writing in the editing room. You know, what 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 you see what you see on screen is not how it is on the paper. On the, on the you know, screen, I, yeah. I mixed things up, and you know, I I put things and I, I changed the timeline and 
what may be broken up three times between flashbacks was actually written as one scene and, you know, all kinds of things. And so the, the writing never stopped, you know, not until I exported the last thing to, to send it to a, a film festival. So um, sometimes I, I feel like it's more so, you know, telling myself, okay, it's time to move the hell on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got you. 100%. Talk to me about uh, the casting process. What uh, For those out there who don't know uh, about how some of this works, talk to me a little bit about the casting process and explain to people out there how you go about casting people and just talk to me about your wonderful actors. Yeah, yeah, guys. So uh, as far as my actors, uh, we're talking about Candace, who played Octavia. We're talking about uh, Ryan Broussard, who played Lance. We're talking Both about- Both of Mitch. those phenomenal people. Yeah, they phenomenal. are powerhouses. Do you do you hear me? Uh, Permotel would not be Permotel. Without if, them. If they weren't playing those roles, you know? And and of course, Miss Cheryl, who played Octavia's mom. And so uh, when it came down to the casting, uh, these are people who I was fans of before, you know, I had them on the script. So they were all in the theater department at UL. Got you. So what I would do as an undergrad is I would go to all the shows uh, to kind of scope out the, the talent. The talent, see, yeah. You know who? Yo, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. so similar with that. I, bro, that's what I'm doing. I'm in the process of doing that. Like, literally, go, I'm going to the, like, because it's crazier now because of COVID and shit, and, like, you can't yep. really see shit. But, like, yep. going to the theater department, scouting out people, setting up meetings. I say, I'm in the process of that right now. Yeah, guy. That, that's what I did. That's what I did. And you know what? And I was, do, I, I was doing that starting my freshman year. I didn't write prepare to my junior year. You know, like. So this like, was, like, something was, that was a long time just, coming. Knowing what I had to, it wasn't even like I was scouting them for a particular project. It was just like, I was just networking, getting to know people. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And so, and so, those are three people in particular: Miss Cheryl, Candace, and 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 Ryan. That that I just noticed, and I was like, these these people are freaking mind blowing. Like I have to, I have to work with them. And so I kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't write the role of Octavia with, with, you know. Taraji P. Henson in mind, you know, like I had Candace in my mind as I was typing, you know, and keep in mind, I didn't even know I was going to make Permotel. It was for a class, but I still had these people in my mind. And so when it came down to cast, um, I approached uh, Candace and Ryan about about the script and they both they both told me no uh, the first time only because they already had productions that they were in uh, stage productions, and they just didn't have the time in their schedule. And so in my mind, I was going to film doing like the Christmas break area. And so um, when they told me, no, it was time to recast. So I set up auditions and I had had different people come in. Um, and I did, I recasted the part uh, with another young lady, a very young actress. Um, and the same thing with, with, with Ryan, I recasted that part. And so that was a long semester, that fall semester, that was a long semester of kind of working with those actors and trying to build it, build them up, but knowing internally, not anything against them at all, but it just wasn't your vision. It wasn't the vision. And, and you know, I, the role of Octavia is such a demanding role. Yeah, it is. So I don't think she did anything crazy per se, but emotionally it's, it's a demanding it's draining. Role. Yeah, man. It's like a, it's a demanding role. Like I have you making out with at least five guys. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just drugging a guy. Like it's just, a, it's a lot you're asking of that actress. And that's something that I have to applaud you with because at first I'm watching this film and this is no disrespect. At first I'm thinking like, all right, we're getting a period piece, but see when you, when you show us drugging that person, I'm like, yeah. 
oh, this is my type of filmmaker. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. We're getting dark and we're getting serious. And it's like, and like I, like we said earlier, it's not getting dark for the sake of darkness. No, you're getting dark because this is real life. And the way that Candace brought that emotional gravitas to the yes, film, yes, that's, that's what made, the, that's what makes like, she made your writing sing to a level that was just beautiful. Yes, like, I think it was like a perfect storm. Like you're Phil Jackson and you got, you got your uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen with Ryan and Candace on the court. Come on. It just, the triangle offense you produced was just beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. So, that's the truth, guys. So, you know, so needless to say, it was very disappointing when, <laughs> when I didn't get them the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. So, uh, so to make a very long story short, you know, I end up not filming until the next semester. You know, waiting. So everything got pushed back. Yeah. So now I'm in this crazy, this crazy situation where it's like I have another opportunity to get the people that I want. We're gonna try. But, but that also means I have to tell the people who I've been working with this whole time. Mm, yeah. And so that had to be the most difficult moment in the whole process as a filmmaker was number one, making the decision that I was going to make that move. And then two, having to tell those actors, hey, listen, I appreciate y'all. I thank y'all for believing in me and working with me. But here's the direction I have to move. Not, go not, way. not just for the sake of the project, but for the sake of all the people I had working on the project. You know, yeah. there, there was a lot of people who, who were investing in this project, who wasn't getting paid, who, 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 who th this is how they feed their family. You know what I'm saying? And they were working with me and I, I just could not afford to not make it the very best that I could if I could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and so it, it came a part where I was able to reapproach them and uh, they both told me yes. And I, I truly think that was the single best thing that happened for Permotel was being able to go back and cast them in, in those roles. And get your, get your original vision, 100%. Yeah. Tell me about just, what do you perform more, directing or screenwriting? I prefer, you know what? I prefer to direct more. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm in the process of actually being able to direct a project that I didn't write. And, Ooh, okay. And, and so I'm excited for that challenge only because, you know, when you're a young filmmaker coming up, uh, no budget, small budget, you know, you, you kind of, you're directing your own pieces out of necessity. You know, who, who's going to hand you a script and say you direct? No, yeah. Nobody can you to direct anything. You know what I'm saying? So you got to do it yourself. It's kind of what has to happen. And so I'm very excited to like, you know, receive a script and say, okay, now nah, I want you to direct this. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so, yeah, I mean, I would very much prefer to, to direct over write, but I, I cannot deny the gift of writing. And, you know, I, I want to be able to take advantage of that uh, as long as I can. 100%, 100%. Um, let me see. Cause I, I, there's so much, so many different places I want to go with just this, because this is, this is amazing for me being such a film junkie. And like I, like we said, and just seeing this film, uh, how, how crazy was the moment when you showed this film to people you cared about? Like, how, how did that feel internally? Uh, let, 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 me, let, me, let me answer this by saying this. I remember my first short film as a college student. I think it was the end of my freshman year, maybe my sophomore year. And it was just me and a bunch of friends. Uh, just doing this, my, my my classes didn't require this of me. Nobody asked me to make a move. I was just like, you know what? I'm here for this shit. I need to be doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're doing and it. And so I made this script and I had all my friends over in my dorm room and we screened it for the first time. And I remember when the credits started rolling and 
and all my friends started clapping. And I literally started crying. I was like, you know what? I don't know why the fuck I'm crying right now, but that, I'm feeling it, it, it all up. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I was like, uh, I didn't know how I would react the first time, but I, I, I wasn't so emotional that I cried. I, I feel like I got that out of my system with the first one, but but it was just a very rewarding feeling because I couldn't help but feel like the entire time that I had something to prove. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it was just a damn rewarding feeling when when you prove the point that you was trying to make. You know what like I'm I saying? I can do this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just giving myself that blue that blue Twitter check mark. You know, like like you verified nigga. Like you you yeah. can do this. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I feel like that that that's what I was feeling, you know, in those moments where I was able to screen this thing for the first time for my family and, and my friends and the people who was a part of it. So oh uh, yeah. Definitely an amazing feeling. I could, I can only imagine. Tell me about why did you choose this time period? Because I've been saying for shit two years on our movie podcast that I cannot stand slave era movies, and I love how film black filmmakers and just filmmakers in general are going to the time period that you are in, or things like we see with Watchmen or Lovecraft Country. Just mm-hmm. that time period, or the Fred Hampton movie that's coming, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Just getting in that time period post slavery where it's Jim Crow, civil rights, and just what black people went through in that time period, because I feel like it's such a rich history to to mine in. What made you choose that particular part of history? Well, I'm I'm gonna say this first. First of all, I'm a I'm a period piece buff. Like like I live for a period piece. And then and as a filmmaker, I get real particular with 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 what I ingest, and and that is like I can't you can't go wrong with a period piece. A biopic about, like, for me, uh, African American artists. You know, we, we, we're talking about our uh, Get On Up, the James Brown story. We're yeah. talking about Ray, the Ray Charles story. We're, we're talking about, you know, what's love got to do with it, the Tina Turner story. You know, like all those period pieces that that that, that, that that's telling the story about these powerful, impactful uh, black people. You know what I'm saying? And so, I'm a firm believer that that you. Whatever you whatever you take in, that's what you're gonna give out. And so I feel like that encouraged my writing, uh, number one. Uh, but then again, it was about being strategic and being poetic and, and really finding motivation for these characters. And so uh, you know, the, the flashback scenes are set in the 30s, uh, the, the 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 present time scenes are set in the 50s, you know. Um, and so you have to imagine that in, in, in the 30s, that's, that's when America was really hit by the Great Depression. And so, yes, uh, we're, you know, we were all living in a tough time. And oddly enough, uh, some things I learned uh, during my research was that Louisiana actually didn't feel the effects of the Great Depression like some of those northern states. Because we, we we were already kind of... Dirt poor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so... And so I, I was just trying to find motivation for Octavia's character. You know what I'm saying? It, it, mm-hmm. it goes back to that not being dark just for the sake of being dark. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like, why in the hell would this woman be doing this? And you, and so living in the Great Depression and you have this character who loves to live above her means, you know what I'm saying? Like this very like high and mighty woman. And it's like, okay, we're living in a time now where you can't afford to do this. How how far on the deep end are you willing to go to, to preserve this lifestyle? 
And so that that's that's how I kind of fell into my time period. It's like, okay, we're living in the Great Depression. It's a little bit of motivation behind Octavia's mother's decision and why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. You know? And so she got to so, put me a food on the table at some at the only way she knows exactly, how. Exactly. Exactly. The way 100%. She's Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Tell the people, because I like to get the business out of the way before we have some fun. Tell the people where they can find Permotel at again and where they can uh, watch it. Yeah, listen, y'all can find Permotel on my website, www.chrisjonesofficial.com. Y'all make sure y'all check it out. I got the film up there and I got buku, 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 buku bonus footage. Uh, interviews and scene breakdowns and all kinds of good shit. So y'all make sure y'all check that out. Uh, do me that favor. Hell yeah, y'all! Look, this is when I do the when I do the Bros Who Think Awards at the end of the year. This movie's gonna be nominated <laughs> for one of my film of the year categories, man. I, I love it. That, like, like, bro, like I, I cannot stress to you enough how pleasantly surprised I was watching this. Like I really was, and I was like, this is great. Like this is. That's why I was I didn't know if I wanted because we're gonna talk about this on our movie podcast. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get my clothes to watch it and we'll review it. But this is something that like I had to get you on the show to talk about. So let's get into some of just to let the people get to know you, Chris Jones, the director, the writer. Who let's is your favorite director of all time? My favorite director of let's all time. Let's get into this conversation. And you yeah. can give me a couple. Let's get a list. I'll give you some of mine just to start us off. Quentin Tarantino, uh, Spike Lee, Martin Scorsese, Denil- Denis Villeneuve. That's my guy. Those, and, oh, and Christopher Nolan. Those are my yeah. four, those are my guys. Those, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. John Singleton, rest in peace. Those are my guys. That's I the truth. That's guys. the truth. That's the truth. I think right now my golden three right now is is Ryan Coogler, Ava, and 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 Spike. Those those, those are my. I love it. Those are like I love my, it. Ava's my, so my great. Man. Guys right now. Ava is what she did with thir- 13. Oh, phenomenal. Phenom- mm-hmm. And then with the one she just did, phenomenal. Oh, Ava's, Ava's uh, a visionary, man. She's getting ready to do a project uh, uh, about uh, Kaepernick, too. So yeah. I, you know, th- this woman don't miss. Like, like, she don't. And she don't apologize. And that's what that's what I love about Ava. I'm ready to see her in the DC world. You see all my nerds. I'm a big nerd. Like, got yeah, flash yeah. on my shirt. Like, my, my goal is to write Batman one day. Like, I, I want to see what she's about to do with DC with the new yeah. gods. So I'm ready to see all that. And I love Coogler with Creed. Like, to me, Coogler is one of the up-and-coming dudes that just kills it. What he did with Black Panther, phenomenal. Okay, yeah. so if you're on an island, you're allowed two movies, two TV shows. For That's it. That's all you get to watch. Which two are you taking? For two movies, two, two TV movies and two TV shows, guy, <laughs> I feel like every filmmaker about to punch me in the eye. <laughs> Let's okay. see. My two movies are gonna have to be next Friday <laughs> and, <laughs> and the, the Nutty Professor. The Nutty Professor. <laughs> God, let me tell you, that movie got me into filmmaking. <laughs> that movie got me into filmmaking. I'm not. Now see, lie. next Friday, I fuck with. I, I look. I am a Friday guy. I love yeah, yeah. Greg, Day Day, and Smokey. That's my shit. I'm not mad at you for that one. Nutty Professor. God, listen. That that one go. That that one pulls in my. That's heart. a personal one. Okay, I got you. That's a personal one. Cause that one got me into filmmaking. Like I, I remember investigating. Like how the how in the hell did they get Eddie Murphy to interact with himself? It was seven different characters and like doing the research, and that's what really got me into filmmaking. So I gotta take that one to the grave. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, let yeah. me let quick transition before we get to our two. Man, and I'm not, this is not me shitting on what you just said. I just want to know your, your objective take on this. Is Nutty Professor the downfall of Eddie? Because we see Eddie go from Beverly Hills Cop, 48 <laughs> hours, coming to America, trading yeah. places. Eddie's the biggest, 
star in the world. And then we get Nutty Professor. We get Mush. Like, Mushu was great. We get Shrek. We get Norbert. He goes into the family realm. We get Dr. Doolittle. And then Eddie goes into this different world. Is it the fall of Eddie? Because we still get cool Eddie as the, uh, as the, uh, as the, uh, ulterior. Buddy Love, yeah. Yeah, 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 as Buddy Love, but we get Nutty Professor Eddie going forward. I think, and I think it's, it's interesting that we see both Buddy Love and Nutty Professor because mm-hmm. I think Buddy Love is that era of what I was trading places, coming to America, mm-hmm. boomerang, that mm-hmm. era. And then Nutty Professor is where he's going forward in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, this, this is what I'm going to say. And this is this is fairly objective, okay? To me, another professor is genius. Like, okay. I right. would not call it the downfall. Where would you say the downfall of Eddie is? Eddie started to lose me. God, don't let this man see this shit because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> no, this is all love. This is all love. Yeah, it's all love. It's the truth. And I think he know it. <laughs> we're, just, we're, just, we're just film nerds, man. That's all this yeah, is. Yeah, and he know it. Eddie lost me. Eddie first lost me with Norby. Now that's, Nor- a, Nor- that's Nor- a fucking fact. Nor he lost me with Norbit, and then he gave me an uppercut when he did meet Dave. <laughs> when, when he did meet Dave, I was like, "What the hell is Pluto happening? Nash? Pluto Nash? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have yet to see that movie. I was like, "Yeah, don't watch it. Don't <laughs> hell with it. Hell with it. <laughs> yeah, he lost me with that one." All right, Ben, I, I love this. <laughs> this this is why I love another film there. Hell yeah. Okay, give me yeah. the two TV shows. My two TV shows. Uh, now, this is crucial because you could go comedy. You, you've already got two comedies. So, like, are we just laughing the whole time? Like, let me, let me see where, where you at. Because, see, that's I feel like that's a stand-up comedian inside you coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, man, you hit me with this one. I know one for sure, but I don't want to say that one until I have my follow-up because I don't want you to cuss me out. All no, right. no, let's get it. I, we, I, might, I would never cut you out. We just having fun. What's the one? All right. All right, I think I think I got my two. Okay. All right. So my first shot I got I gotta I gotta take with me is the Parkers. The Parkers. I gotta I gotta, I gotta take the Parkers. I'm not mad at you that because out of all the ones that you because you know how Netflix just been putting on the black shows. Uh huh. The Parkers is probably my favorite one that they put on there. Yeah. It's either that one or or, or one on one or half and half. Like I'm not a big girlfriends guy. I'm really not. Yeah. Now I I will watch your girlfriends, but guy, you I mean, and this may be the stand up comedian coming out of me, but. You cannot beat Monique in her prime. She cares. She was. She just yeah. can't do it. You cannot. Like, she was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was fucking funny. Guys. Hell yeah! So the part was the second one. The second one, I, I'm torn. See, I wasn't gonna kill you on the part. I'm, that, that's how you know I fuck with the Parkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say that my second one. I'm gonna say this, but but then I'm a, I'm a double back because they lost me towards the end of the seasons. They just thought they just did it too long. But I'm gonna have to say The Walking Dead. Oh, this now that's what I'm gonna kill you for. <laughs> listen, 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 why, listen why I say this. Listen why I say this. Listen why I say this and, and see if you can see if you can understand. All right, let's get it. For me, especially those first few seasons of The Walking Dead, up until like the the, the Negan age of Walking Dead. Great. Like that there, there, there was there was no other show where I was so invested in the characters that when you lost somebody, I damn near wanted to cry. You know what I'm I, saying? I, like, I feel that. I fuck with that. that. Like, whenever whenever a, the writers of, of a show can pull me 
and invest me that much into a show that when shit gets real, I'm holding my breath. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I feel that. I'm just, I just get mad at like, and I'm glad you separated with post Negan because yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of the comic book and just the way they went about it. See, not my, I'm not a comic, I'm not a comic book reader, so I didn't even, I don't even know like what was established and what it was based on. Yeah, I just took the show for what it was, and it actually took me a while to get into. So that's I'm kind of mad at myself even saying the Walking Dead. But like I say, when, when you, when I, when I think about how a writer can pull me in. Like the Walking Dead is one of those shows where it's like when somebody die, I stand up off the couch. I'm like, what the, <laughs> what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the way your yeah. eyes just did, that was straight comedy. That was amazing. <laughs> you got it, brother. I love, I love this dude. I love, I, I can't lie, I love this dude. So okay, so I want to ask you because I don't get to talk about this often. Have you seen The Wire? No. You need to watch The Wire. The Wire to me, I, and I'm gonna ask you this: when when I think of great television. I go The Wire, Sopranos. Okay. And then like, those are the two, like in terms of drama. And when yeah. it comes to comedy, if uh, I go, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia, Seinfeld and Martin. Those three, like, those are the, yeah. like, those are the shows that but I think see, are like, hit me, see, hit me those with- are classics though. Like, those are classics. Like, those are hands down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, everybody fuck with Martin. You know Martin's what I'm saying? Bro, Martin's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said uh, Philadelphia, though. That's my show. Bro, uh, thank you. Yo, yo, <laughs> them white dudes. Oh, Charlie Day, you, Rob McElhaney, uh, yes, how am I forgetting my Glenn Howerton, and then uh, D, and then Danny DeVito. Yeah, guy. Oh, yeah. Them niggas is nuts. <laughs> That's a hell of an ensemble cast, guy. To I, me, I let, let me see how you feel about this. I think It's, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the best comedy of the 2010s, of the 2010s, like over Parks and Rec, over The Office, over 30, over all, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. How do you feel about that that remark right there? Yeah, I can I can agree with you if we if we just agree to go ahead and give Steve Carell his credit because that motherfucker was genius in the office. Oh no, he was he was. And then, and then I go ahead and give give uh, always sunny that that, that credit. I, I, do that Steve Carell yeah, yeah, best yeah. comedian of the no nah, I could do that I could do that <laughs> uh, the best yeah, TV yeah. comedian solo and then yeah no I could do that because the office was uh, the office was fucking brilliant yeah. my goodness w- would you ever want to write a comedy that's an interesting question you know what I'm saying because uh just from what I'm hearing your favorite stuff Eddie Nutty Professor you know and it's always sunny like I th- not a lot of people watch those like it's always yeah. sunny so that's how I know like the comedy is in you. Is that yeah. something you'd want to? Uh, Cause your Instagram co- comedy is hilarious. And then, yeah, yeah. Would you ever want to get scripted with it? Yeah, excuse this damn train. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think, I think I would want to approach a comedy. I think I haven't yet because, um, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure on you when you when you do comedy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And 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 so I want to make sure I do the shit right. When you do it, you want it to make yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that. that's why I'm at with that. Okay, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Being that you from Louisiana, gumbo or crawfish? Mm. See, we going everywhere with it today, brother. We we having us a good time. Mm. I'm a I'm gonna say, oh god damn, you hit me with that one. I'm I want this crawfish. to be your best interview. Crawfish. I'm going to say crawfish. Crawfish, all right. Gumbo. Here's the fucked up part about Wait, crawfish. wait, no, we're not even done, though. We're not done oh, yet. Go ahead, go ahead. This go is ahead, a three-part question. Gumbo, boudin. Gumbo. 
All right, all right. So now we got the three rankings. Now you could go ahead by crawfish. So we go crawfish, gumbo, bune. Fuck yeah. All right, all right, all right. So as far as seafood in general, my my junior year of high school, I became allergic to shellfish. Oh shit. So I went I went eating crawfish and crab and just shellfish my entire life. Yo, that would and fuck then, me up. The last few years of my high school, I found out I was allergic. Now I still eat the shit. I take me a Benadryl. <laughs> I take me some Benadryl. I'll risk that death for some for some good ass crawfish. Yo, wait, that's a, that's a comedy <laughs> skit. Hell after, but. Yo, yo, bro, that's a comedy skit right there. That's an episode just where you, <laughs> whoever you got if that's playing the lead, you make them alert that like he still got to yeah, get his God. shit off. Like that's, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I take my Benadryl. I be sleepy as hell. But I gotta get my my crawfish. Skit. My guy got his Benadryl, EpiPen, Vicks <laughs> rub, vapor rub. Oh uh, yeah, guy. <laughs> I gotta get it. Hell yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go? Mm. If I can go anywhere on vacation, yeah, I really, I really want to experience France. I really want to experience Paris, France. Got um, you. I, I want to do it only because um uh, UL pushed us uh with with uh French filmmaking a lot, that 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 French cinema. And so, you know, I I would. I actually want to do a study abroad over there. Okay. Uh, making, but they didn't. They didn't offer it. But yeah, guy, I just, I just want to experience that culture, guy. Uh, and I've never been out of the country before, so hell yeah, that would so be so. It'll, it'll be my first time out of the country, and you know, try to learn some shit. Yeah, I would love to see your your films pre France trip and then post France trip. Especially yeah, yeah, since that's yeah, yeah. That was like your study. See me when I when I started like really getting in the film it was it was uh Japanese films Japanese and Asian films yeah, yeah that's my yeah. that's my that's my jam because I'm a big anime guy like uh-huh. I, I love that shit man and I, th- I think people don't speak on this I think people don't give foreign films enough credit because they don't like to read subtitles but like some of the best movies are foreign films that's the truth that's the truth yeah, get your lazy ass up and read <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy these damn movies. You That's know? a fact. That is a that is a physical. Yeah. So okay, if you could work with any actor, who would it be? Mm. And this alive. I'm not doing the dead or alive shit. I'm on alive. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and active because like, of course you would want to work with Daniel Day Lewis, but then he get retired. I want like active. Right. Yeah, yeah. Damn guy, you hit me with you hit me with with some good ones. If if I can work with any actor, I would say, damn, damn. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, can I can I do a top three? Yeah, you give me three. Have fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that. Let's go. Let me give you a top three. If I could do a top three, I I would say Angela Bassett. Love it. I would say I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a top four just because I need a male. That's if, cool. If, if you can't tell about my work, like I'm very much like a uh, lead the woman. Lead yeah, and we need. And let me just say this: We need that more from male directors, and I love that from you, especially yeah. especially black uh, black male directors going to black black queens. I love that. I fucking love it. So we got Angela Bassett, number one. We, we, we got Angela Bassett. We we got Jennifer Lewis. Oh, okay. I would I would I would adore to work with Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. I don't think somebody's tapped into Jennifer Lewis's talent quite right yet. No, hell no. They they have not, and shit. She is such a gem in it that we have. And 
Naturally my, my, funny. She's only had like one starring role. She's always a supporting actress. You know what I'm saying? And like, like you say, nobody really tapped into her. Naturally funny. So we got yeah, Angela yeah, Bassett, yeah. Jennifer Lewis. Let me get number three. Number three, I would say Monique. Oh, all right. I would say Monique. I'm I'm a diehard Monique fan, and I feel like she got her shot with she she you know she got her Oscar with 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 Precious, but then. There was so much damn controversy that came after Precious. It was. She never got to her follow up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, she didn't get to use the juice she had. Like, you know, when, yeah. when, when people get to their apex mountain, like, for example, like when Sam, after Pulp Fiction, Samuel Jackson got any fucking role he wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, once, like, exactly. when, like, after Leo, after Leo did, uh, eight, uh, what, what was his early one in the night? I'm, I'm trying to think of his, his, the departed, like, after the departed, yeah. Leo could do anything. It, like, exactly. That was supposed exactly. to be Monique's, like, Ray. She that, totally that's missed a wave. She yeah, totally she did. missed a wave. And so I would, I would love to, I would love to be able to work with her at, 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 because damn, the woman is funny, but look look at what she can tap into. Yeah, she's, you know she's super talented. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fuck number four. Fuck number oh, four. Oh, so we don't even get a number four. Fuck <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, hell yeah, okay. I fuck with that. Okay, if you could, now this is just, this is me getting to my nerd bag. If you could get work in any of these four blockbuster franchises, which one are you choosing? Marvel, Star Wars, DC, or... I'm gonna say like the horror monster universe. As a as a filmmaker, yeah, you you making it and writing it. Mm. Oh, you don't have to write it if you don't want to, but you yeah you, yeah yeah yeah. Just yeah. one which which one you would want to work with? I out of out of those four, I would have, let let ex, explain to me your your monster flicks. You you talking about like a Jaws? Like, like a, yeah, like, like Jaws, like Godzilla, Frankenstein, Dracula, yeah. like. That type Definitely of shit. going that route. Oh, okay. Going that route. Yeah. Which which character would you choose? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting that you say Godzilla because I I, I grew up I grew up a huge Godzilla fan, and I, I grew up a, a huge uh, is it Tremors or Term? Do you yeah, remember that? Talking, talking about with the worms? Yes, in the yeah, ground. That's, yeah, that's Tremors. Yeah, 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 guy. I, I grew up watching that shit. So yeah, guy, I would do I would do like something out of the box like some this. monster shit. Yeah, I fuck yeah. with that. I, Hell I, yeah. I wouldn't redo another shark movie. We don't need no more shark movies. You know something what I'm saying? New. I wouldn't redo. Yeah, I would do something new. Like there's something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I fuck with that. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Classic guy. And, it, and it's it's cheesy, but it's good cheesy. You know what I'm saying? Like sci-fi know that shit is cheesy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's okay. <laughs> and this is a question we ask everybody. If you were the writer, director, producer to the Chris Jones movie, how do you want the movie to end? Mmm. Mmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Man. Guy, you know what? Mmm. 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 <laughs> Who wrote these damn questions? Me, man, it's me. Like, it's all me, brother. I swear. I, look, I just want you, when you leave, I want it to be where you could say, this guy fulfilled his job, and I'm happy yeah, with what we've done. That's all I want. If, if you happy, then I'm happy. This is some thought-provoking shit. How would I want the movie to end? To end. Yes, sir. Mm, mm, mm. You know what? You know what? You know what? Huh. Mm, mm, mm. 
Because we didn't got some crazy answers. One person just was like, I'm, I'm going to just die, and it's over. I was like, well, okay, Yeah, fuck. yeah, no, to hell with that. <laughs> the hell is wrong. Okay, no. Yeah, I was, no. was shocked. He threw me He threw me for a curveball when he said that. I was like, oh, this nigga's dark. Let me get the fuck out. <laughs> he want to live on in the afterlife. No, God, okay, no. I want my film to end, God, with, with, with some kind of revolution, God. Like, like I, I would want my film to end showing how my work has has changed a generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm, a, a real cultural revolution. Fuck yeah, 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 guy. You know, like I, I I would want it to be one of those things where it say, you know what, you know, be, because of of this series of art, you know, that this guy put in, like, like we're thinking like this or we're doing this, or guy, you know, we're we're living in this truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so change some shit for real, for real. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that by the time you get to the end of my biopic, it it then brought all that to light, and and we really showing how you know like I didn't change the you know the way we moving. You know what I'm saying? So hell yeah, that's all I can hope for at the end of my damn movie. I fuck with that. Thank <laughs> yo, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on this. I I've been I've been wanting to do this. Like I said, I love Permotel. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media and uh where they can you know catch you at on Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Listen, y'all follow me on all social media at Chris Jones World. All social media, Chris Jones World. Y'all get at me. Um, I act a fool 24 hours a day and seven days a week, uh, and it don't get old. So y'all make sure y'all get me. Like I said, go to my website, Chris Jones World or ChrisJonesOfficial.com. Either one of those take you to my website. Um, and yeah, I got a shit ton of stuff. Keep up with my stand-up comedy, watch my film, my special features, and all the uh, extra shit I got on there. Yeah, y'all check me out. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Chris. Super, super talented brother. I'm super, super, super impressed with everything this brother's doing. And I'm dead. I got to work with this dude in the future. I got to. I got to. And I'm going to talk oh, to him about this after, after we finish this pod. But with that being said, y'all go follow Chris. And let's finish up the pod with bros who ball. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for the pod uh, called Bros Who Ball. We're going to do a small Bros Who Ball this week. No Schubert, no Justin. Uh, it's just me this week. And, and I'm going to give you some NFL scores and my thoughts on what happened. Also, Stan Van Gundy hired his first assistant. Yes, yes, the Pelicans hired their first assistant. Let me pull up his name. Um, give me one sec. Okay, yes. Uh, they have hired. Let's see. Why is it not? Pulling, uh, oh, Bob Beyer for their staff, uh, King's assistant. He's worked with uh, Stan Van Gundy in Detroit and Orlando. That's something that should be that should have been expected. Also, hope, hope, hope that we keep uh, McMillan on the squad and Fred Vinson because Fred Vinson is the one who changed Lonzo's shot, who changed Brandon Ingram's shot. So that's something that we need to look forward to. Also, Daryl Morey is now the GM of the Sixers, which will be interesting. Who are we getting rid of? Ben Simmons? Embiid, I think that might ha it, I think it might be something feasible with Maury now running the Sixers, but that's all the real NBA news. Let's jump to the NFL, which I'm going to start off with the Saints. The Saints won 26-23, and Drew Brees was 31 of 41, 280 yards, two touchdowns. And I know you may think, oh, Brees had a good day. They ran a stat in the game, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, where – Breeze averages six yards per uh, in the air, six yards per possession in the air. So when he's throwing it down the field, his average is six yards, which is the lowest in the NFL. There were times where it was third and long. He couldn't throw it past 10 yards. And it's just getting ridiculous when running backs have more yards 
than your quarterback. I think that's a problem, and we need to, need to, need to, need to, need to just get over this because I don't think he is conducive to winning. And I know a lot of Saints fans and a lot of people in the media are like, oh, y'all hate on Drew Brees week and week, but we're five and two. Five and two, and we're going to, I don't think we're going to win the South. Also, first round exit of the playoffs. Our defense isn't as good, and we can't score with people. I know they're going to say no Sanders, no Michael Thomas, but still, he doesn't even attempt throwing a ball down the field. And that is a problem when we play good defenses. There's no reason why we shouldn't have blown the Bears out. The Bears are not as good as they seem, and we just let them play in these games. There's no way you can tell me next week when we play Tampa Bay, we are not going to lose. I have big issues with the Saints offense, and the defense, lo and behold, is looking better, even though they didn't play as well as they could have. I think the defense wasn't as bad yesterday, but granted, it is the Bears. But good victory for the Saints, and when I get to my games of the week, uh, we'll talk more about Tampa Bay, even though I kind of like, you know, spoiled it a little bit. Let's go to the headliner game that I thought was amazing. The Steelers versus the Ravens. Man, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like from the media that's like, oh, can Lamar Jackson close? He hasn't shown he can close MVP. We still need to realize this is this guy's third year. He's still growing to him to, growing into himself. Granted, he did win the MVP last year, but it's still just his third years, and the Steelers are really good. But the Ravens had all opportunity to win that game. Ben Roethlisberger, 21-32, 108 yards, two touchdowns. It was mainly the defense in Baltimore really just kicking themselves in the foot because Lamar Jackson was 13-28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and just couldn't really move the ball down the field. And I, I, I just don't know if – the Ravens are as real as they were last year. And the Steelers being back, maybe the Ravens didn't strike when the iron was hot. That's going to be something we need to see. Also, Dolphins and Rams. Dolphins, the Bills were just losing. The Bills just playing trash like they have been, even though the Bills did beat uh, the Patriots. I just, I, I don't know, man. The Dolphins are right now, their record is 4-3. and three. Two is there. Flores is, is calling up a game plan, is drawing up defenses that are just insane. He has Sean McVay's number. McVay and the Rams couldn't do anything. I think yesterday was a, was a show of how the AFC, of the NFC West might not be as tough as we think it is. But the Dolphins in the AFC, let me just put things in perspective. Bills are 6-2. and two, Dolphins are 4-3. and three. It's possible that that, that that team can make the playoffs, especially with Tua being there. Even though Tua didn't look special, they didn't need him to. So that's going to be something we have to uh, wait and see. And like I was saying, the NFC West, not looking as good as we may have thought. The Rams lose, the 49ers lose, Seahawks win against the 49ers, but just two big losses for those teams this week. Going to be interesting to see how they move forward from here. Packers also, Packers did not look good against the Vikings. Uh, my guy, Dalvin Cook, who I should have played, in fantasy, dumb me, 47 points, went off. He had 30, 30 carries for 163 yards, three touchdowns. He just absolutely balled. Aaron Rodgers had a, had a pretty good game with 27 of 41, 291, three touchdowns. He doesn't have the weapons that – he just has Devontae Adams and no uh, – my guy, Lazard, he has to figure this out. And Matt LaFleur has to add, make adjustments in the game because it seems like certain defenses are figuring out this Packers scheme. Going to be interesting to see what happens with them. And shout out to the boy Joey B. Man, do we miss him at LSU. Joe Burrow is kicking ass right now. B 
beat the Titans. He was 26-37, 249 yards, two touchdowns. Just a great game from Burrow. Man, Titans might not be who they thought they were, who we thought they were. We're going to have to wait and see next week when we do. Are they, are, we, are they real or are they fake? We're going to have them in. Also, no Odell. Browns just shit the bed. 16-6. to six. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't move the ball. I mean, Baker was 12 of 20 of 25, 122 yards. That's not going to cut it, partner. And you had that great game last week with Odell being hurt. But this week, it just shows with him not on the field, you can't go anywhere else. Like, it's like, you got to play better. And I'm holding Baker to this standard because he's a number one pick. I had high expectations for him. And he's not living up to it. So we're going to add them to the are they real, are they fake for next week. But these are the games I'm looking forward to this week uh, coming up in week nine. Packers 49ers. Big, big game. Can the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan bounce back? Uh, the Packers need to win this game. This is, must, this, is, these are, this is a big game for both sides. I got the Packers winning in that game. Next game, I think that is important. Ravens-Colts. Ravens needs to bounce back. Colts are on a winning streak right now. Colts are kicking ass. But I think the Ravens are going to go in and handle business because I think it's at, yeah, it's at the Colts. I think the Ravens will go in, handle business. I got them winning. Another game that I think is very important, Seahawks and Bills. All these 12 o'clock games, man, super, super big, except the first one was a Thursday night. But Ravens and Colts and uh, Seahawks and Bills, 12 o'clock games on Sunday. Seahawks and Bills, Josh Allen needs to bounce back. He needs to, needs to, needs to bounce back. Two bad weeks in a row. Defense needs to step up. Can they contain Russell Wilson? DK Metcalf is a baller. Shot caller. 20-inch blades on the Impala. Man, is that guy doing his thing. Got to shout out DK Metcalf because he is killing it right now. And that's something that is something that we need to see. I got to give that young man a round of applause. Just a round of applause for DK Metcalf, man. DK Metcalf has improved on everything that they faulted him for in the draft. And with him, Tyler Lockett, Greg Olson, the Seahawks have weapons and they're just letting Russ cook. So that's going to be a game that's very interesting to watch. And then Sunday night football, Bucks versus Saints. Saints won week one. I've been saying, I think it's a fluke. Tampa Bay is looking good. The defense is great. They have weapons. And I believe Antonio Brown will be playing. So that is huge. Can the Saints do something to keep up because they're going to score and the Saints are going to need to score. And I don't know if we can with that menacing Tampa Bay defense and with Drew Brees not throwing the ball farther than 20 yards. So that, that's a game I'm looking forward to as well. I got the Bucks winning that one, but that's all we have. Just a little bros who ball update. We will be back next week. Justin will be giving us his players to look forward in the draft because we're getting closer. And I don't know if Schubert, I don't think Schubert can make it next week, but Ian and Doom will be there. The uh, Ian, big, big football fan. And we're going to chop it up about the NFL. So, and college football, because Ian is the biggest college football fan as Schubert. So we'll be chopping it up about both. But that's all the time we have this week. You guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros who think at bros who think. Be sure, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, come follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bros who think. Subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to. Please, that would help us out tremendously. And be sure to look out for content coming. Wednesday, uh, Thursdays is the new Bros Who Binge release. That'll be out on Thursday. No anime talk this week, but a lot of videos coming in the in-between. So be on the lookout on the YouTube. And we will be streaming, if you guys hear this, we will be streaming, I think, tonight at 7. 
tonight at 7 uh, Central Time. But we also will be streaming on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. That's our streaming schedule. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So y'all be on the lookout for that. But for Brooklyn, for Doom, for Josh Simmons, for Chris Jones, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great one. Be safe. Oh, excuse me. Be safe. Yeah. Have a good one. Get out and get out and vote, and we'll talk Whoa. to you next Monday. Peace. What? Bitch, I spit fire like I'm from the Mystic Island. Yeah. Old ass rap niggas probably should retire. What? Cap ass raps lie pants on fire. Bitch. Yeah. Ten cycle, ten saga, huh? Shot it, give me top while we watching Demon Slayer. Yeah. Fuck the on the sofa, that's a loaded couch potato. Yeah. Smoking good vapor, sayonara, see you later, huh? Yeah. Fat dancing King Vader. Money wrong type mode, fool yo, Jaeger. Fooly bitch, I'm famous, I can't do no free favors. Fuck your confrontation, I'm not paid to entertain it. Ray gun shoot like Jacko, you don't want no smoke, tobacco. Bitch, I'm higher than grass.